Tick coming off the turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers are wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number one, they fan out two by two, three wide coming off the turn number two. They get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up for the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four, they're still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside, coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 All right. It's Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. CC Brooks with you. It's another night. Jeez. Another Monday night with Inside Florida Racing. Get the buttons right, Jack. (laughs) Come on, Jack. Wake up over there. Hey, Rob. Bonehead here, and I'm in one of my moods. One of my moods. Another racetrack. It's a... Down the drain. Pounding kind of mood. Another Bonehead. one bites the dust. <laughs> I forgot that one. I got everything but that one, yeah, right? This, one, this one's going to get covered with dirt, too. But not the racing clay. <sighs> we have a special guest in the studio. Scott he's Lombard. Not a, he's not a Glad guest. Back, man. Scott Lombard he's, from he's, the... Uh, he's doing the work Americans don't want to do. Full throttle. Full Throttle Friday. Full Throttle Fridays. And, uh, you know, I'm going to see Scott this Friday because I'm going to be at practice on Friday night. You will not see me. you won't see him. I'm going to see Scott because I'll be with him at Hooters. Oh, you know, you got to come to Hooters first, man. Then you go on a track. No, I need to to go do some practicing. I got to go run some laps to make sure my brakes are going to be right for the uh, big race Charlotte County Motorsports Park. He's one of those rare drivers. You need brakes? 100 laps. 100 laps of late model racing. I don't think hey, here, let's just there. let's just take 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 a minute here. here. Check this out now. Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The dirt late models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the dirt late models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the battle on the black. Yeah, Rob, now that gives you something to look up to, to work See, up now, to. Wasn't no, that, no. A good, that was good production on that commercial, no. I have to say. I did good. a good job with that. And I know that Rick was out of <laughs> breath because uh, <laughs> I have my own commercial for the same thing, uh, but it just hasn't been recorded yet. Do you want to hear it live? Oh, go ahead. Let's hear Do you want to hear on, it let's live? Hear it. Oh, go for it, man. Go for it. This will be take one. It's going okay. to sound a lot better once I do all the magic to it, but go ahead. This is going to be a different Rob <laughs> Big than you guys breath. are used to. <laughs> okay, Rob. A different bonehead. Do I this need to back the, you down over this here? Is the, I'll back up myself. Okay. This is the, uh, the, the monster truck announcing in me, but uh, this is for the uh, big race at Charlie County Speedway coming up on uh, Saturday, August 16th. August 16th. Hey, all you Kicks Country Racing fans, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. The top super late model dirt drivers in the state will race 50 laps on the asphalt at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. This Saturday night, August 16th, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is proven to be the best late model series in the South. Don't miss it. This Saturday night, August 16th, Central Sheds, Trailers, and Miller Lite presents... The Battle of the Black Top at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. <laughs> you turned red. My God, man. <laughs> okay, get the oxygen your, ready. Your face no, what, got it turned about I as red as my shirt. I don't need any oxygen. Not offering CPR. All right, so. <laughs> I, I can handle the CPR. Don't worry. All right, let's go. I'm certified. Scott, 
So obviously what? everybody knows on August the 16th that there is absolutely. a uh, big time big race. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nobody's I been pro- promoting nice, that law. I have a nice fat stack of tickets that I'm going to be giving away free tickets. Free tickets on the air at Kicks Country? On air at Kicks cool. Country, on air at Beach 98.9, on air at WCCF 15 And I guess and you guys Hooters. have given away Hooters. 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 Yeah. Mr. Lombard now. When I'm practicing, you're giving away tickets. You, you went mm-hmm. to uh, Lakeland, USA International yes, Speedway. Sir. You got there bright and early in the afternoon. Got right? to talk to a lot of drivers. A lot of drivers. Give us your uh, your uh, overview of uh, what they A lot doing. of hints of uh, frustration, some anger. Um, you'll, you'll hear some interviews that were done uh, throughout the show, I'm sure. And uh, I, I would say that they all sided more on the side of frustration than, uh, you know, I mean, than anything else. Uh, it, it's a sad day. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I mean, talking about their history riding on that track. And, you know, I mean, uh, I guess it's, it's, it was all about the almighty dollar. Well, do you want to talk about the place closing or the race itself? It was a pretty good, good it was, it was interesting. A it was a good race. race, man. It was. It had something. I mean, just to give you an example, just to give you an example, take take a listen to this. He ran the hell out over him. My God, he didn't give him room to get straightened up. He run him up the corner, turned him down, turned him sideways, then hit him in the wall. Way back by, though, when he drove back by, it was nice of him. And that's, that's the action at Lakeland, USA International Speedway. Fans were off the charts crazy, weren't they? Uh, it was incredible. I, you know, I, and I feel bad for Tim because this is Tim's second time. Uh, the first leg, of course, he was out. Uh, the second leg, he was taken out again. Uh, just a, a real frustrating day for uh, for Tim. Well, he, I, had, I, he had one heck of a car. I, I think that uh, Jay Middleton might might argue the way that you just worded that. Well, you know, he'd have to argue that same point that uh, I guess, I mean, Billy Green saw it. I saw it. Uh, a lot of the other people that were down by turn two saw it. Rob, Cece, I'll tell you. Uh, Tim Russell had a rocket ship. He was like way out. He he was he was gone. If he was a quarter track ahead of him, I'd oh yeah, it was I'd, it was more than that. He he just was blowing him away every restart. He was blowing him away, and uh, somehow or another, things came to be that Jay Middleton drove that seventy four car hard and heavy. Got up there. Got beside him. They made it a couple of laps, laps around the track side by side. And uh, Jay was on the uh, inside. 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 And uh, coming off a of turn two, uh, as they say in racing, they got together. They crashed each other? Oh, my God. You <laughs> should, Tim, Tim's car? <laughs> he's got some work to do. He's, he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, they were. They were uh, he was. Uh, they, they were some upset, upset folks. In, uh, so who won? Well, you know, interestingly, let me let me just play something here that's uh, pretty cool. Um, we spoke with David Rogers in the afternoon. Right. Listen to this. He's raced a lot there. Uh, USA International Speedway with uh, David Rogers, of course, the driver of the number 11. Everybody knows that car. David, a lot of people, this is a sad day, and some people are upset and mad. What's your take on this whole deal with Lakeland closing, man? Well, you know, it's... It, Obviously, it's not a not a happy day for me. I like the racetrack. It's probably one of the nicest short track racetracks you'll you'll ever find in that I've been to. And you know, it's a nice racetrack to run on. It's a good facility. It's clean. But you know, it's going away. You know, and and uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gone away over the years. Over my 35 years, I've been racing. You know, stuff's come and gone. And uh, you know, it, it's surprising to me that that a place this nice that uh, that you could you could buy this and, and build warehouses or whatever they're talking about doing with it, 
when uh, there's a lot of woods and stuff around this area that looks like you could build a, build a warehouse and buy the properties cheaper than that. But other than that, I don't know what to say. You know, it's just gone and... You know, there's nothing us racers can do about it. Uh, you know, the way they chose to race here wasn't a regular weekly show. It wasn't a, a long-term deal. You know, I mean, nobody ever promised us that they were going to be here for 20 years. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a shame that, that it's going away, but... XL. Thank you. You know, it's a shame that it's going away, but, you know, uh, what do you do? You just have to go on, and unfortunately, it's not like, oh, well, they're building another one, or, hey, there's talk of, there used to be, over the years, there's been a lot of talk about a lot of different racetracks being built, you know, uh, in central Florida, if that's what you want to call it. A lot of them, this one included, you know, some of them panned out, some of them, you know, most of them didn't. Uh, but there's not even even any talk of that anymore. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where racing's going. It's kind of kind of sad to me. It's kind of sad that 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 our whole society has got to the point that you know I understand business and that you know uh, racing as far as insurance and things like that. It's just so expensive, you know, and and the properties are worth so much money, so much more money, and can. You know, that's what it's all about. It's not about like, you know, when uh, Clyde Hart was alive, he loved racing. That's why he had New Smyrna. That's why he bought Speed World. He didn't buy them for the property value. He didn't buy them to, to make Robert money, you know, when he was gone or whatever. He bought them because he loved racing. And, um, you know, those people are getting few and far between, you know, the... Uh, as far as the, the young kids, is, in my opinion, uh, the youngsters that are coming, yeah, they're awesome talents and they got crazy equipment and they can do things and, you know, make it hard on an old guy like me to, to just get out there and compete with them because they are so good. But there's not, they, you know, there's not a lot of work. There's, there's not a lot of hard work in any of them guys. Yeah, some of them, a few of them act like they're doing something, but as far as getting down and doing it that's going away too so you know things are changing and you either keep up or get left behind you know that's all you can do on a positive note what are some of i mean you've had some awesome races here i know i've seen you um have some just spectacular nights here what are some of your fondest memories racing at this track here at usa international speedway well like you said i've, I've had some pretty good nights down here i've, I've never won a race here you know, uh, I've had a good, good cars, and just for whatever reason, you know, just didn't things didn't work out. But that goes along with we really didn't race that many races here. You know, over over the whole time this thing's been built, I, I really don't know how many races I've run. You know, it seems like I've run a lot, but then you get to thinking we only run two races a year. You know, and and you know if one gets rained out, now you want one race a year. So, you know, it's not like we ran here every week you know like at uh, new Smyrna, there was there was years that we ran you know clyde's motto was you know 52 52 weeks you got 52 races you know and and uh, you know but uh, i don't know how many super late model races they even had here uh but you know we we ran as many as we could run and, and enjoyed all of them i really like the racetrack i like the 
the bigger, faster racetracks, and it's a, it's been a good racetrack to me, but I've never won a race here. But I've had good races, you know, and, and over the years I've raced with, you know, I've been doing it so long, I've raced with lots of lots of good people. Dickie, you know, you, you mentioned Dick Anderson before, you know. Dickie and I, you know, we raced. Wayne and I is right, you know, uh, you know, I, I've come so, so long, you know, I'm racing, I'm almost racing with people's grandkids now, you know, Wayne's, you know, I raced with Dickie and now Wayne's <laughs> boys racing, you know, I hadn't raced with him yet, but, you know, I raced with Matt Martin, you know, I raced with Mark when he raced and, you know, when he was, I, I said, I told Matt when we were down here, down here at New Smyrna 1, I said, Matt, you know, they were all picking on him because of his, I said, but I knew your dad when he was your size. Don't worry about that, you know. Just just do what you do and enjoy it, you know. I remember one race, and I actually have a have a video of it. Uh, Lakeland here at um, with the old Hooters late model, Matt Kinseth and Billy Bigley and Dick and Jimmy and all those guys. You were in that race, weren't you? No, nope, I never. I never run a Hooters Cup race. I, I no, didn't run. Uh, we we worked on putting a deal together and it just didn't happen for us. Yeah, but they've had some some really really. This is a historic place and uh, hey, maybe tonight's your night, David. Hey, you know it'd be great to win the last one. You know it's going away and it, that's one of those records that you know they can't ever break that one. You know, like when we won the the national championship, we won 22 races out of 22 and. You know, that no matter, they can tie you, but they can't break you. And if I win the last one and they tear it up next week, you know, I'll be, at least that part will be known, you know. David Rogers, USA International. Oh, man, that's a, a lot of memories that he just went over. You know, think about all those. And, and and he probably did race in that Hooters deal because that was a yeah. Hooters late model. Late model that they, they actually had a late model series for a couple of years when they first started that deal. And, uh, I've tried to tell people this over the years. A lot of them don't even believe me that Matt Kenseth actually raced the late model there against uh, all these guys, you know, before he was Matt Kenseth. Matter of fact, when he was bald, he was bald then. Now he's got hair. I don't know. Rob, I'll tell you, man, after, after that incident happened and, and Rogers inherited the lead and he got the lead there, and there's like about 15 laps left or whatever, and here's that number 11 car out way out in front of Cope, you know, and it was like, I think, I mean, I know some people were cheering for some other drivers, but I got to think almost there was almost everybody loved to see that. It was it was really eerie. It was special too. It, it was, you know, it, I, I would say the most incredible part was is you had a couple of late precautions, and even still, he had no problems pulling away from Cope. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. He, he he definitely had it going on that night. Yeah. What are some of the other things people you talked to? About? You know, and and I'd love to get into some of the interviews in, in a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, you, you talk to uh, you know somebody like Winchell, who's you know been around for a while and who was a spectator at the race. Um, definitely, I, I think shared some of the comments, but uh, you know, I mean that uh, Rogers had. But I think he vocalized it a little bit differently, and I'm sure we'll get to that one. Yeah, <laughs> did you race there yeah. three times, Rob? Uh, yeah, you said, only, and something that he said that really does stand out is that I I only race and I I race late models for probably uh, pretty solid for like a five year stretch, you know, where I was running all over the place that time in Florida, and I only raced there, I think, three times total um, in my times there, you know, finishing the top ten twice, I remember that, and remember I had to borrow a motor from Mickey Wright and everything, and always appreciated him letting me borrow that motor, because I was a second in the points at the time in the Florida Pro Series, but something I wanted to say is that for me, the history of the place goes deeper than that racetrack, because the history for me at that racetrack started 
at the racetrack that Joe Nemechek used to race on. And that was a little small racetrack that's not there that people have already forgotten that they knocked down to put the big one. And uh, right there in those pits, there used to be Joe Nemechek's pits and everything were right there where they used to pit all the time. But that was the start. I actually raced a couple of late model races there with my original first late model. A little small track. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, you used to be able to see that there was a big racetrack out there. There wasn't no walls, only down the front stretch, no walls around this little track. And uh, we'd go walk the track before the race or whatever. And when you were uh, down on the back stretch back there of this small track, you could see behind there that, you know, years ago there was a big track. So if you listen to some of our past shows when we had the old, old-timers on, sure, we talked about that old racetrack because I wanted to know from those guys – what that was all about, and they all said it was treacherous. Man, when you went there, you had to be careful because it was the fastest thing around, you know. So, you know, they built this big racetrack, and uh, it wasn't treacherous. For me, it was easy to drive. I always thought it was one of the easiest yeah. places to drive as long as you didn't get your car turned yeah, around. Yeah, things could go bad in a quick hurry. It was easy. That's what a lot of people have said. Now, CeCe Brooks, you're monitoring the message board. We're going to yes. have David Rogers on uh, the show live tonight here and in a little got bit. Questions for him. And uh, you have some questions already. If people, if you want to, just go to the Real Racing USA mm-hmm. forums and uh, post a question. CC Brooks will uh, make sure we get them. And um, uh, you know, there's so many things like that picture up there of the fire, that fire that night. I mean, I was there that f- night. That was tremendous. I mean, you know, I've seen people get killed there. And and one of the greatest, I'll tell you, one of the coolest things I kept thinking about this all day long was David Pletcher. A, a buggy uh, in that photo finish, and I believe it was Derek Kelly. Yeah, with Derek Kelly. With Derek Kelly in the Hooters, Hooters Pro, Pro Cup, Cup, where it was literally a photo finish with a bumper, a, a piece of a bumper uh, separating them, and a place full, probably six, seven, eight thousand people there. All, every one of them, of course, on their feet screaming. You could they hear used them over it for the, their promo shot. Oh, it was unbelievable, man! It was just great. It was great, great stuff. At Go ahead, Scott. Uh, you know, I think one of the best pictures I'm going to have, and I brought away from that track um, Saturday night, was uh, David and the, the crew kissing the uh, start-finish line. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was just a classic. You know, I mean, they, they took it right off the brickyard. Well, I hear, they, and, I hear they can get a piece of that coming up, can't they? Yeah, this, this Saturday, I guess, or something like that. But, yeah, you're right. And now, jimjonesphoto.com. Jim has been, you know, of course, at the fast car photographer forever and ever and ever since I think before, just before Noah built the ark. Some well, it may have been right after, but along that time, uh, he's been there. J- JimJonesPhoto.com. Um, of course, Rick Rick Warren was there, and and he took a ton of pictures on the last night. Rick, uh, Rick's uh, Darkroom dot uh, com and uh, Michael uh, Fedick, who's uh, come along and, and turned into a, a damn good photographer. He was there, of course, with uh, and his is ActionShotsPhotography.com. And uh, we put a, a bunch of amateur photos up on uh, Karnak.com's uh, photo gallery, too. is a couple hundred pictures. But uh, I'll tell you, man, it was uh, – and they didn't want to leave, you know. Then the truck race happened, which was a pretty good truck race, right? And it looked like uh, Scott Bishop, who owns the, the winner's flag for truck racing in Florida, he won, and Gorham came in second. Everything looked cool, and then they started protesting. So car protest, Gorham. What, they're closing the racetrack? Yeah, yeah, Gorham gets disqualified with his carburetor. The screws weren't right. They were too flush or whatever. You know, one of them flush screw things on the carburetor. And then they tore 
They tore Scotty Bishop's car you know, that's to true. the ground. To the ground. And here it is. It's 1 o'clock, 1.15 in the morning. There's there's maybe 100 people milling around watching this teardown. Uh, everybody kind of in a relaxed mood. No lights on. The bathrooms are locked. One woman came up screaming at her husband, I need to get a damn bathroom. You know what I mean? It was really crazy. But it was like I kept just thinking nobody wants to leave. There was only a hundred people there. No, right around the where the oh. they were taking the. They, they shut the, everything down, locked everything up while they were still having to rip apart a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't have gone through all that since it was the last time. But they want to kiss every one of them dollars before they give them away. I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, uh, I just hope that uh, if they really are having an auction on Saturday, that uh, some other track owners are out there listening and they go uh, get some more grandstands. We talked to Billy Martino Lights, this afternoon. We talked to Billy Tower. Martino this afternoon, and, and uh, I have some there? comments about that, which we'll save for later, but uh, he, he gave me some things. Billy Martino is going to be a special guest right here on Inside Florida Racing next Monday night. Let's talk about the impact of the track, Jack. Me and you, let's go. CC2 well, and Scott. Okay. I want to hear what you guys think yourselves about the impact that this is really going to have. Now... You hear what I said? I only raced there three times. Okay, um, I think a lot of guys might say that. So, Cece, what do you say? Have you ever ever been to Lakeland Speedway? No, the closest I got to going there was I actually had uh, paid for to go to the sc- the racing school there. Right. And then I got notified and got my refund because you know because they were have they were I guess kicking out the school because of things that were going on with the track. Oh. You didn't have to bring that up. But that, but that <laughs> happened. But, um, no, my, my fear is is one track goes down because, and if it is because the land is so valuable, mm. that mm. other track owners who are struggling are going to go, hmm, you know, I could stop with all the hassle and just make a nice chunk of change. Nobody's buying right now. Else. These guys got lucky they were able to sell because they just happen to have what's called location, location, mm-hmm. location. And it worked out. It was a lucky deal, and it happened. Um, go ahead, Scott. Let me hear. Do you got anything to say it, about it? You know, the one thing I'm going to say is I just like a portion, just a portion of the capital gains that are made on that track, and I'd be happy. Well, but I, I think, there's been some big losses along the way, too. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure they're going to kind of work it, it's, out. There are, there are tracks around here. Capital and I agree, losses. CC, that'll see that, that side of things. Will they go away? No. Obviously, yeah, I mean, some people are standing to make some additional car counts now. You got tracks that are—I mean—they're close by to where we are now. Who would stand to get a couple cars in their track? Because you mean like South Georgia Motorsports Park? Okay, yeah. that's close because it's a, a venue maybe that could—they could have a race that wouldn't happen at Lakeland. Is that what you're, uh, if, you are know, you talking about? To for, find out about that. for local, for local people, um, New Smyrna, um, DeSoto, maybe. Let's, but for the real money that the track was bringing in. Um, locally around there, can't hide as NASCAR. So, where would they go? There is nowhere for no, them to no go. place to test anymore. That's well, they right. go to so New Smyrna does testing. Yeah, well, New Smyrna. Yeah, but... and, and and I think that 
it's close, but they like Lakeland because they can lay their stuff out there. Smooth track, they can lay it out. It matches a couple other tracks a little bit. I don't better. know about how smooth anymore. I, I've, you know, I mean, front stretch, I heard, is, yeah. is really starting to rock out a little bit. I haven't raced on it in years. They, so they, I, they're really starting to, to feel the, the waves through the track. And so bottom the line is it's, a fa- I mean, it's, it's one of the most, arguably, I mean, many people have said this, um, and just over this weekend, as a matter of fact, it's, it's the nicest facility in the southeast for short track racing. And the fastest. Oh, it, yeah, big, yeah. big. Because most, most of the big tracks are half mile. I mean, it, Jack, you were, me and you were ta- conversating about, you know, uh, other places having so many tracks and areas where people are going and building racetracks. And, sure. You know, Florida, our property values are so low right now, and there's no need in building houses. Like I was telling you, you know, the grassing business that my stepfather's in, they're, they're even all the way here in Fort Myers. They're in Tampa doing jobs in Fort Myers. We're covering 14 acres of, of land that is, uh, was for building houses. They're not going to build houses on it. And they've been doing that in Tampa. That's all he's been doing in Tampa and St. Pete. So if you start thinking about that, you know, these guys might be smarter to take some of this land and put a racetrack on it out there somewhere and, and make some money well, there's a, for 10 years or 15 years and, and then sell it. I don't, I don't think we need to get married to any racetrack anymore because I think they can still build them because, like they said, there is some very woodsy areas. Cedar mm-hmm. Key out in that way, man, you could build a racetrack out there. You could build a racetrack down here. You can build a racetrack in Orlando. There's plenty of. If somebody wants there. to do it, the thing is, is that you know, it's 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 it, the cost is. It's got to be a thing where the people are doing it because they like. David Rogers said, referring to Clyde Hart, because they do it because they love it, and and they have the money to. If if they don't make money off of it, that's not why they're doing it, and that's. I mean, it's kind of weird, but, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to because, hey, look, Florida is a perfect, we have, there is as deep, but there's no place, I don't even think North Carolina has, I mean, we race all year round. You got these go-kart tracks all over that are popping up, kids with these desires to go to into motorsports and, and spend some time and some money and some years doing it, you know? I mean, there's mm-hmm. plenty of talent. There's this idea that there's no race fans. <laughs> There's no such thing as a race fan. There's people that want to see entertainment, you know, bottom line, you know. There's plenty of people who want to see entertainment. Oh, I agree. You, yeah. just, you need to market these tracks and market racing and let the people know where where it's happening. Where but, it's but as was pointed out to me in a conversation today with, with uh, Billy Martino, it's, uh, you know, it's like $400,000 was what t- Tony apparently lost last year keeping that place open now and again they don't which we'll find out more about the what that means later but that i mean that if the man says that and they can't it's it's a you know did they set themselves up for failure at the beginning of never do you think uh by having not having local racing there when lakeland had local racing for so long and then they built this track and everybody was of the opinion when they built the track i thought dude we're going to be able to go every weekend be able to go run late miles at this big racetrack. But that never happened. They they always had it set a different way. And uh, I think they would have had more revenue had they have had um, weekly racing. But I think it was there was it was always in the design. It was for the Hooters. It was for the Hooters this, deal, man. Enjoy this while you can. I think it was what was always intended. It was for the Hooters deal. That's what the track was for. What about the rest of the place? The drag race and all that? Everything gone? No. That's staying. 
Really? Yeah. And, and a lot of people, this is a typical attitude. We heard this, and we heard this attitude right here. We heard this a lot. See if we can get it to play. I know you've spent some time on this track and I've uh, enjoyed this track and running this track. And what are your opinions on this thing closing? Uh, to me, the worst thing about a closing is a racer that bought it and sold it so it could be closed. And that is the worst thing to do as a racer. So what do you think uh, track promoters and uh, track owners should be doing in order to make sure that no other tracks in the state of Florida close? I think this should be a wake-up call for all the promoters and owners, uh, drivers. Everybody involved in this sport, fans, everybody needs to pull together, find some way to make your racetrack work. Uh, it needs to start with the lower classes. We need to build them back up. And then no late model shows should be on top of each other. All tracks should work together and try to keep late model shows going. And But it, it really needs to start with the smaller classes. We all need to pull together, worry about places like Lake City, Bronson, uh, DeSoto. You know, just put put away whatever has happened in the past and let's fix this stuff because this should be a wake-up call for everybody. We appreciate your time here and uh, looking forward to seeing you back on the track. Oh, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we race DeSoto next weekend, matter of fact. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So that was, uh, of course, Joe Winchell, and that's that was a typical, you know, it's probably not fair, you know. It's probably not fair to uh, Tony Amico and, and Billy Martino, but it is a lot of opinions that that's that's a typical opinion. He and that sounded, a lot. that sounded more anger than than frustration. I mean, he just he sounded angry about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe's been around for a long time. I mean, he's seen a lot of things happen. He's seen tracks close in the past. He knows what happens. But he's got the good point there about scheduling the big races, the, the late models, the, the super late. Oh, the working together? You know, working together. I don't know how many times we, you know, we talk about that on the show, but it's something that, you know, has to happen and has to keep happening so there's good car counts at all the tracks when you can pull, pull in the late models, the super lates, have a good car count. And that will make fans happy, drivers happy, and eventually the track owners happy because it's going to increase their revenue. You don't know how many times, every time me and Joe Winchell see each other, we just sit there and shake our heads about things. <laughs> yeah. you know, because it, there's, there's a lot of common sense that you would think that they would look at. But it's because each of these tracks is a business, and each of them have a stone-headed business. And they have a unique situation. And, every one of them is unique. Yeah, and, and so you, you know. can't. you can't. I like all the guys that own the racetracks, personally. Do right, I like, exactly. Do I like how necessarily exactly. what mm-hmm. they're thinking or whatever sometimes? No, but, you know, maybe they wouldn't like what I'm thinking about my business or whatever, you know. So I try not to let that get involved. But, um, you know, Joe did say something about DeSoto. They are having their big late model race next week. Yep. Um, I'm going to try to make that one. If I can make it through this one, it's going to be that I can't, I'm going to end up missing watching the dirt cars on the uh, asphalt. But... If my car's running, i got some sponsor money to go out there. I'm going. That's right. Bob Culberson videotapes all of them, and they're available. You can buy them from Florida Video, and they're available on uh, Real Race USA. And for got, free, right? Uh, for a little bit, and we got to take a break. What do you mean for a little bit? For a little bit, they're for free? Yeah, for a little bit, they're for, for free. For a small time? Yeah, until Bob decides. Things are going to change. That's right. They always do. It is do. a capitalist society we live in. They always we got, do. We got to take a break, right? And then yeah, let's go ahead. And, take and a then break. we'll come back with some of the interviews with some of the guests. And we're going to have uh, David Rogers, uh, Terry Roberts from uh, New Smyrna Speedway, Keith Lilly, mm-hmm. who eventually won the truck race. Yeah, folks, we did start early today, by the way. Mike Mike, Mike Peters. Peters uh, you missed a lot uh, if you just got uh, here. Tanya Moshell from uh, Volusia. They have a special deal going that they're some stuff they're working on. 
got some birthday greetings to send yeah, out later. That's right. Dust, Dusty Cone, mm-hmm. who's going to race in the uh, deal of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. We'll get into a little dirt in the second hour, but we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening inside Florida Racing. I'm having a good time. I always do. Scott, you having a good time? Loving life. It's a great day. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. But February made me shiver with every paper I'd deliver. Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside The day the music died So bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry And then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye Singing, this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I die Did you write the book of love and do Love this song. This is a great song. Who sings it? I bet you don't know. Don McLean. There you go. Hey. That's right. You're a radio girl. This was girl. one of my. You got to know. This was my favorite song to use at the radio station when I worked at a rock station yeah, because I could walk out of the studio. Twelve minutes and long. So long. And we have on the line with us, Mr. David Rogers. <laughs> How you doing, man? Great. We just played your interview that we did uh, sitting there on the wall in the afternoon, man. And I'll tell you, uh, it was a very popular win, David. Well, it was for me. Yeah. I don't know how the fans liked it, but I liked it pretty good. We have some questions. Go ahead, Cece. Welcome, David. Um, from our realracingusa.com forums, have some questions and comments for you. Okay. Uh, let's see here. From Jack Tripper, it says, Since he's been around for a good many years, and I mean that with nothing but respect, here is a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, what score would you give the current state of affairs for the Sun Belt Series? And also, he would like to know uh, what you would recommend for improving the current state of late model racing. Typical message board question, David. Well, you know, 
I would say, you know, it's kind of hard to hard to not say that the Sun Belt series in the in the awful good series when you look around the uh, southeast and and see the car counts and see the number of cars and what's going on with everything, you know, and everything's uh, in the shape it's in. So I would say realistically, it's probably, from my opinion, it's probably about a six. Anything can stand a lot of improvement in. Uh, you know, but but I think they're doing a you know, they had a good series to start with, so you know they they had a pretty big nucleus of of cars, and so when we've dwindled down, we still like at Lakeland we had 32 cars. You know, that's a big field nowadays for super late models, pretty much anywhere you go. Okay, and um, another question. Okay, Rob. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Um, talk about the race a little bit at uh, at Lakeland. You know, um, like um, this is Rob Elting, by the way, mm-hmm. Bonehead. Me and you've raced uh, many times out on the racetrack together. Maybe even at Lakeland one time. I was telling Jack I only raced there three times. How many times do you say you have you said that you race there? I don't know. We've been there about every time they race supers, except the we didn't we didn't run the, the, the their little speed weeks deal. Um, the first couple of years they run it, but but all the other races we've been there, um, we run the last one they had, the, but um, we didn't run the first couple. So, um, what what do you think about maybe if the, the track would have ever run a, a weekly show there that was maybe a little bit of a smaller deal? Do you think that would have been anything that would have interested folks uh, in the long run? You know, I don't know. I I think that the, the problem with running a weekly show at a place like Lakeland. Um, yeah, I'm a super late model guy and think, you know, uh, that's the best, best show there is. But, you know, the fans kind of like to come see the kids all like to see the, the bombers and the, that the sportsmen's that type of cars where they run close and bing and bang and stuff. And it's kind of hard to, to run those at a place as big and fast as Lakeland. So as far as a weekly show, I think it would have really been tough weekly wise. Other than to have a have a deal to make an effort to run super late models, limited late models, and maybe like the modified something that's you know alternate the modifieds with the with the sportsman series. The sportsman series seem to seem to do pretty good there, and the trucks do all right. So you could kind of alternate there, but it would I think I think the the size of the track would make it make it a little tough on on everybody to race. I personally would think it would be a great would have been a great um great deal for for everybody because you know the the racetrack was such a good racetrack uh it was forgiving you know uh it was good to race on good easy to pass on if you had a better car you could pass a guy and that that to me that's better racing than having to bump somebody to get by them so you must have had a better car on uh on on uh saturday night you started 15th and even without them guys getting into a battle out of turn two even without that, you'd at least have finished third. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of, not kind of, I am old school. In fact, I'm the oldest school right now, I guess. But, um, you know, the, the, the guys, to me, the, the younger guys seem to, especially at a place like Lakeland, now that there's not a lot of racing going on, on the, there wasn't a lot of racing going on at the racetrack, you got a little bit of rubber from the cup guys coming and testing. But that was a pretty green racetrack. It was pretty hard on the tires. Um, so 125 laps is a perfect kind of race for a driver like myself because 
that lets them young guys that wants to jump out there and look like heroes and pass everybody and do all that side-by-side racing and put on a real big show for the fans. That lets me kind of ride around and let them wear their stuff out and wear themselves out a little bit. And then, then the old man kind of is riding around resting. And when the last 25 comes, then their stuff's tired and I'm not. So we go racing. You know, David, I got this is Scott from Sunshine State Racing and Full Throttle Friday. How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, I got to ask you this. You know, you're, you're going around the, the track on, on Saturday and, you know, everything that happens in front of you, you now take the lead. What is going through your mind at this point? You know you haven't won a race there yet. You, you know it's the last time you're running at that track. What was going through your mind? Well, it, it was, it, you know, I'm, I've raced enough that, that when you get in the front and at, toward the end of a race and you got a pretty good car, um, wasn't like I was was real wor- worried about that part of it, but um, Lakeland, the last couple of races down there, it seems like anybody that gets in the lead uh, had the big X on them. They, you know, <laughs> whether they broke, whether they you know blew up or broke a transmission or a rear end or or just ended up spinning out and wrecking or whatever. And I'm thinking, oh goodness, you know, I wonder if I can pass that that mark. And then then when they had the big big wreck on the back straightaway with the three or four cars and it looked like a minefield back there. There was everything I looked at was shiny, and I'm thinking, oh no, there's it's going to be stuck in these old hot tires, you know. And so now I'm going to sit here under red and have a flat tire and run off in the corner with a flat. You know, I did think of all those things, but being a being a real racer and wanting to race and wanting to win, when when the flag dropped, is you know I felt the car is pretty good, was was pretty good under caution. I shook the car a little bit and felt like all my tires was up and drove it off in the corner and everything stuck so um that part worked out real good for me like i said at the end of the race i think i probably had as good a car as or better car than than anybody that was there because i'd kind of saved my stuff through the middle of the race and uh, had a lot more a lot more rear grip than than a lot of them so that rear grip there gets you up off that corner and gets you running down that straightaway pretty quick yeah, David. You know, with about five laps left, or whatever, a handful of laps left, uh, when that red flag, all the photographers were over there on the front straight, waiting for the the thing to come. And uh, I think it was Jim Jones who said, because we were all talking about, "Boy, I wonder what David has going through his mind right now." And I think it was Jim Jones. It may have been Rick Warren, but one of those guys said, "All he's thinking about is, I hope God don't let me miss this shift." <laughs> well, that's part of it too, because. Because when you're in the front, you, you know, especially on a restart like that, uh, if if you get a little lazy and try to the, the way these transmissions work, you don't really use the the clutch on the on the start. You don't use the clutch. You just pull it into gear, and you kind of gotta brute it. And if you're trying to be too gentle, you will miss the gear. So it's it's kind of hard. But at that point, I'm sure even my old bones was pumped up and I had those had enough adrenaline flowing through me, I, I would have pulled it in gear pretty much no matter what had happened at that point. You got ask another question. Yeah, go ahead, Cece. You got another okay. question over there? Um, somebody's inquiring about your shirts. They'd like to know um, how a fan can buy a David Rogers shirt. Wow. Well, they used to have them at the racetrack at New Smyrna. Um, now they're uh, we're pretty much out of them right now. Usually I, I have I have shirts that, that you can get from me at the racetrack and i still have a few left but um where we've not been running near so many races it's kind of hard to hard to have have t-shirts sitting there and and a big pile but 
but normally you can get a hold of me at the races either you know after the races we stay around pretty late or or holler at me through the fence and if i got anything i'll i'll, I'll try my best to get something to you. you'll sign their shirt right oh yeah <laughs> david who, who are some of the the who are the crew guys that uh that uh were there sharing the excitement, and, and as Scott Lombard said, the most one of the most memorable moments of that day for him was watching you guys get out there, do your little uh, your kiss goodbye, yeah, kissing it all goodbye <laughs> they picture. Said, they said, David, what do you think about us kissing the bricks? And I said, we can kiss them goodbye. That's what we be doing. So, you know, one of um, I've had uh, three guys that's just helped me steady for a long time: uh, Joe Yarborough, uh, John Clark. Ron Renfrew, Don Keithley, um, John Collard. I've had, uh, but the three main ones are, are Joe and, and, and John and, and Ron, and they go with me all the time. I mean, it, it, not only are we good friends, you know, we race together and, and we go on vacations together and stuff like that, so they've been with me, and they're all volunteer help. You know, that's, um, I explained to a lot of people, they go, well, why don't you go here or why didn't you go there? Um uh, they're volunteer help, and if, if you know, usually there's four of us, and four of us can can get everything pretty much done that that needs to be done at most race tracks and at most races. But if a couple of them's got honey dues to do on the weekend, then we just stay at home. You know, it's not it's not worth it to me to go with with one guy and work myself and and him to death. So because we just do this stuff supposedly for fun. And uh, for young fans who who may not. Uh be all that familiar with with david rogers career david what year did you uh win the uh nascar uh, national late model championship that was in 1994 we won the the national nascar the winston racing series is what it was called then and we won the the national championship then we won uh 22 races out of 22 we were running at volusia they were asphalt at the time and um uh, jack sprague runs second in the the region to me we were the regions worked kind of weird they went all the way across the country you could your region you raced against the guy maybe in texas that was racing and uh so when and jack won 21 out of 22 that year but where i won the 22 out of 22 that put me winning the winning the region and then then we won the nation so that's never been done and uh had never been done before, or probably won't be done again. So that's a. Did you get to go to the banquet? Deal. That's a good deal for me. Did you get to go to the banquet? Oh yeah, we were the banquet. Wow. And in fact, that's that was uh, you know all the guys and uh, we we acted like that was a that paid that that paid actually um, paid a hundred thousand um, dollars, a little over a hundred thousand dollars by the time everything was totaled up and. That was more money than Benny Parsons won the first year that he right. won the won the Winston Cup deal. Um, that was actually more money than he got then. And so me and my guys, I said, if you guys want to, you guys are the ones that worked and hard and deserve all this. We'll we'll fly up and act like we're somebody, and that's what we did. We all had rooms and we all flew up and and. Uh, New York City. Big time. We went, we went to Nashville. Oh. Yeah, Nashville's where the where that banquet was at Man. the time. But that was that was great too. It was at the you know, the the monster motel there in Nashville and 
we got to go to the Grand Ole Opry live, and I was on stage there. And bet y'all wore some big cowboy hats that night. Pretty impressive. Well, all the guys since we were in Nashville, everybody the night of the banquet, we surprised them. Of course, I don't think NASCAR was real proud of us, but uh, <laughs> we surprised them with the tuxedos with Levi's pants on. So. Yeah, they probably look down on that <laughs> yeah, a little they bit. they real happy with me all the time. It <laughs> figures you Florida boys would show up like this. Uh, David, now long. <laughs> Our image and all that stuff. David, long about November, when the weather starts cooling off, we expect to see you at the, the Governor's Florida Governor's Cup? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely be there. I think you're the only, probably be the only driver. I mean, you've run the, the last couple of years again, but I think you're the only current driver who's actively driving who races in the Governor's Cup, who's actually been also the Grand Marshal. Yeah, that's kind of bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's one. I guess it's good for me that I got to do it, but you know, that's when they called me and asked me to do that, I said, man, that's supposed to be for, you're all making me feel really bad and really old. I'm going to try to come back from this wreck, you know, and y'all keep asking me to, to be the Grand Marshal and stuff. I'm not done, I, you know. Maybe then it kind of scared me because I, you know, I had, I had that bad wreck out there at Speed World and had some head injuries, and I thought, well, maybe I'm worse off than I think I am because they're all trying to get me to be grand marshals, and you know, everybody's talking funny to me and stuff. I'm like thinking, uh oh, maybe I'm just thinking I'm okay. Maybe I'm really still bad off here. David, we have another listener question for you. Okay. Um, they would like to know um, concerning the snowball. And uh, how many times you've raced in that race, and uh, this listener thinks that this is going to be your year at that race? Well, that'd be nice because it's kind of been like Lakeland. I've been to, I've been to the Snowball Derby. Um, started in 1974, and I've missed a couple of years of not going because the Governor's Cup used to be raced the weekend before the Snowball Derby. And a couple of times I wrecked a car, and I've usually only got one race car. And a couple of times I wrecked a car really bad in the Governor's Cup, so I didn't have anything to take to the Derby. Um, and then a couple of times I've not made the race up there. I didn't make it last year. Um, but but actually, uh, I've run, I've actually raced in 24 Snowball Derby. And I think my best finish is like fourth. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, I yeah, think that's we've pretty good with all them guys. To answer that show all the up, listener though. questions today. Yeah, that's cool. I'd like to be able to go and finish fourth. David, again, <laughs> congratulations on uh, obviously a huge win. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, congratulations again on a great, great win at uh, at the last night of uh, USA International Speedway. And I, I'll tell you that that picture though is it's probably true. That picture of you guys in the Winter circle, you and your crew is probably going to be uh, passed around all over the place. So that that one's going to get some notoriety, no doubt. Hey, make sure you go Saturday and you can uh, buy that checkered flag that they get. That, you know, let you have. I, we asked them about that, and they said they didn't know if the flags was going to be sold. <laughs> you should have just taken it. Well, we, we thought about just just uh, like obtaining it, and not giving it back. But but uh, I, I noticed we stayed there. You know. Not real late, but we stayed a while, and I noticed there was a few people getting a few memorabilia things off the walls and things. Is that why the lights went off so quick? Yeah, I think they might have even started stealing the breakers and stuff. But, you know, well, they're not going to need these anymore, so yeah. so I guess that's probably the truth. But but yeah, it was you know it, it was a 
people ask me, and it was a sad time for me because I really liked the racetrack, even though I hadn't won there. Uh, I'd always run good and, and really enjoyed it. But, you know, times are changing, and it goes on. I, we, we can't stop that. I'm, I'm sorry that we can. I just wish that well, there was more people that that feel like I do about racing, that loves racing. And, you know, I don't do it for the money. I don't do I really don't even do it for the, the glory. I do it for the fans because they love it. And as long as they love it, I'm doing it because I love this end of it, the, the driving. I'm, we're over here tonight pulling the car apart and looking and seeing what we did right and what we did wrong. But, you know, um, I'm just sad for the fans that are going to miss out on, on such a great racetrack and a great place to watch. You know, there's other short tracks around the country and they'll just, or around the state, and they'll just have to go there and watch. There you go. We'll we'll be there. You know, obviously we're we're going to have to the the places to race are getting smaller and smaller, so we're going to be going, and you know, uh, we'll be at a, we'll be at a short track near you maybe someday. <laughs> all right, David. Put some gear in it. That's all you got to do. Thanks. Got that- lots of gear from compared to Lakeland. Yeah. If we can turn it upside down, that might work. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much for spending some time with us here tonight on Inside Florida Racing. Thanks, David Rogers. Thanks for having me. All right, right, and uh, he wasn't talking about uh, getting upside down his roof. He was talking about flipping the uh, gears around in the rear end, by the way. Time to take a break, guys. Nobody likes to get upside down. Time time to take a break. We're going to be back. We're going to take a serious break this time. You listen inside Florida Racing? I know you're getting worn out over there, Rob, aren't you? You're getting worn out. No, this is great. When we come back. I'm doing the birthdays. We live for oh, cool. This. Birthdays. Birthday. CC's going to sing happy birthday when we come back. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Live Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the battle on on the blacktop. We're here at uh, USA International Speedway. Bobby Orr here with Tim Russell. Tim set on the pole, led most of the race. He had a good night going. Tell us your side. Oh, man, all the guys worked hard and uh, gave me an awesome piece. We were riding probably 80% the whole race. And just uh, the officials, for some reason, hated every restart we had. Whether we, you know, we rest- I thought we restarted fine every time. They were yelling at us about every restart. So I uh, kind of had to be careful on that. And uh, Middleton got a good run coming off of 
and uh, he's trying to keep the right rear on it. And uh, so I got to the outside of him and rode there for two or three laps, and he shot me in the door in three and four, and uh, we were able to keep ground. And uh, coming off the two, we uh, starting to pull away, and about a quarter of the way down the back straightaway, he turned me around my left rear for no apparent reason. So I don't know if he's got a problem or what, but uh, he better figure it out soon. I'm here at Lakewood at the end of the night with um, Jay Middleton. Jay, first off, you've had a lot of races here. I mean, I remember seeing you in the ASA here. You've raced here a lot. What's this place been like to you, mean to you? This, this place meant a lot to me. I mean, I, I started racing here probably six or seven years ago in Sarah, and it was always a big deal because it was like the step up. You know, it was like you you didn't just come here. You just bring somebody here. It Stuff's changed a little bit nowadays, but it was like, a super speedway for us and, and that always meant a lot and you know we had a lot of tough races here and we slowly but surely got better over time and uh, you know I think we have we have gotten so good at this place now it's like we're on the back side of it now it's going to be gone and that's kind of it, it it just sucks in general I mean it just flat out sucks that you know that a place that's nice is going to go away yeah now tonight in the second half of this 125 lap race you were battling for the lead and then uh, some things just went crazy tell us what happened from your perspective man oh man we had a great race car you know it didn't qualify real well we had another experimental um setup on there travis had one i had another one just kind of to our driving styles we're totally different drivers so he likes it loose i like it tight so we, we do we did experimental and it was flying and I, it just took me a little while to get past people I had to wait for their stuff to go bad and then once it did you know i just gone and um by the time it, it by the time we uh we got up there to rustle you know we we're still lightning fast I, I had plenty of tires left and everything and i, I got up underneath them we had some real hard racing there for about three or four laps and then uh, trying to keep him off of him, and then I, I did, and then he tried to clear me down the back stretch. And I don't know why you try to clear somebody if you're on the outside. I don't know why you try to come down on the inside halfway down the back stretch, but it, it obviously was not on purpose, and it was nothing I did. You know, I don't know what else I could have done. I mean, it was just hard racing, and you know, and he tried to clear me, and it, it, he's running for a win, you know, and he thinks that I got better stuff than him, and I don't know, a little bit of. Bad luck, I don't know. Yeah, and, and you guys, you, you two guys have won all over the place, and you're battling for the lead here, and you end up making the way for the old man. What do you think about David David uh, Rogers taking this win here? I, I'd rather have been me, but, you know, David's a good guy, and I'm glad he got the win. And, and uh, you know, he's he's been around here a long time. And, and, you know, not to discredit his win here, but recent times he's not been as, good, as strong as he used to be, and I'm glad to see him. Last race here, have a real strong race. Jay Middleton, Lakeland. Yeah, David's a good guy. He's a good guy. I don't think he was very happy. I think he wanted to be the winner that night. It's always so many sides to a racing Man, story. So much room on the racetrack. You guys got some great interviews. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Great interview. That was. We have to thank Bobby Orr, who works with us a little bit here and there, and I'd love to have him work with us more if we could just get the time frame sorted out. Bobby Orr did the interview there with uh, Timmy Russell. Well. Okay. Sweet. We we had a couple of driver birthdays this past Saturday. So Cece's gonna sing to you. I'm not gonna Happy sing. Happy birthday to you. 
Okay. Can you sing it like Marilyn Monroe? Happy birthday like Marilyn Monroe. By the way, we have we have um, Keith Lilly on, oh, the, hey, on oh. waiting. So go okay, ahead. Well, go hold ahead. on. Okay. So happy birthday to Auburndale sportsman driver. He drives the number seventeen, Jeff Waterman. His birthday was Saturday. Also celebrating his 29th birthday, Thunder Truck driver Lance Sober from Charlotte County Motorsports Park. And if you would like to acknowledge your favorite driver's birthday, just send me the info to cece at wikx.com. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, guys. Okay, who's on the phone? Keith Lilly. Keith Lilly. Talk to us. How you doing, guys? Pretty good, man. Great, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Hey, you went, you went, you, you went, uh... Man, was that crazy or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a little bit crazy the other night. <laughs> talk, it, it ended up all right for me, but it was still a little crazy. Tell us. Talk to us, man. Give us your version of the night. Um, well, we, we, we practiced pretty good Friday. Um, we were one of the faster cars and qualified third, and we had a little hiccup there in uh, Tech qualifying with a carburetor. And I believe it was the same thing that George had the problem with there after the race. So they made me change my carburetor and... Uh, Start in the back, so I started 24th there. We uh, worked our way back to the front and ended up finishing third. And then them guys kind of got after it a little bit there in tech, and we kind of just stayed stayed at our own trailer and stayed out of it, and ended up working out for me. Why do you reckon that is that that happens? That they uh, look at those carburetors before and then they look at them after and they don't like them. Um. Well, my my I don't know what what their deal is. I, I don't think they looked at George's um, after qualifying. Um, but I know on mine, mine was a brand-new carburetor that I had just got, and it was the first time I'd ever run it. Um, Fastcard actually had my other one off two or three different times, and I didn't know the difference. Um, they had some screws sticking out under the butterflies, or it was supposed to have some screws sticking through the butterflies on the bottom, and, mm-hmm. and this one didn't have it. Yeah. So. I guess I guess it's easier to have that hiccup happen before the race than to uh, end yeah. up in the problems that uh, happened afterwards, I, I would reckon. Yeah, I guarantee you, I would have uh, probably been down at the bottom of the list with them guys if they'd pulled that thing out off after the race because i definitely had the wrong one on you got to have a box stock carburetor right out of the box um they let us do a little modifications to them um i believe we can t- cut the uh, choke horns off of them um i think we're allowed to run some different meter and blocks i'm not sure on that but they they're i guess um they're a little bit sticklers on them them butterfly screws sticking through the bottom that just don't make no sense. I, yeah, I still don't understand why that's a big deal. I explained uh, it. I explained you're it. To a, you're talking about like a sixteenth of an inch, maybe of screw sticking down. Yeah, not have to be sticking down. So. Yeah, well, that's too bad that they're uh, calling guys out on it and taking the, you know, poor George. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And but lucky yeah. you, lucky yeah. you, you had the right carburetor on. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think one of my he actually come down and talk to one of my guys and asked us what what we what we got. And we told him what it was and. I guess maybe he just didn't know that his was the same way. Well, let's talk about the race and uh, the last time that you're going to race a truck at uh, Lakeland. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it was a pretty cool deal. Um, after I figured out that they weren't going to uh, be running anymore, I, I pretty much devoted the last week and a half for two weeks to trying to win the thing. So it was uh, what I was shooting for. Yeah, it made a great excuse at home, didn't it? Oh, Honey, yeah. they're closing the racetrack. Oh, yeah. You ain't going out this week, no shoes, nothing. Right. <laughs> it ended up working pretty good for me. I just wish I'd have got to celebrate on the front stretch with all the fans. Well, you know what? You're sitting, and I guess I could ask this. You're sitting in your trailer. You're, you're minding your own, as you said. Uh, then you find out there's a little huff going on in the uh, in the tech area. Right. Started counting you start, Yeah, basically. Yeah. Is that where you're at? You were, you were at that you know point where you were like, okay, 
people are going to start getting DQ'd. I better start getting myself involved here. What, what, what was going no. through your mind? No, I, I, we, me and my guys, I just, because uh, I got a couple guys that want to get serious about that kind of stuff, and uh, I just asked them if they'd all stay down there to the trailer because I didn't want to be down there in the middle of that because I know it was probably getting kind of ugly down there. And uh, I was waiting to see the other, the other trailers leave when the, the other truck drivers that were waiting to get paid, when I seen them leaving, I walked down there, and that's when they told me. So I didn't have any idea. They didn't make you tech yours? Um, they, the regular tech was, they did pull my carburetor off in tech, yes, sir. Um, but I guess that was the only thing that they were, fast car was actually doing after the race, um, was checking the carburetor. So I had my carburetor off, and um, then they, they started doing their deal, and they let us go. It was actually a pretty good show. Uh, that was actually uh, the third race of the night, uh, Keith. Uh, I hung around there till about 1 o'clock or 10 after 1, and uh, just watching all that go on, was uh, it was a little bit humorous in a way, I guess. Right. right. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay out of it. I don't want to get in the middle of anybody else's controversy. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't want to ruin his fun. Right. Cashing the big check. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a couple of, uh, and as a matter of fact, we're still looking for some other photographs. Um, I've got a call into uh, some other, other other photographers that were there, and uh, um, we'll see what we can dig up. Um, we got a couple of uh, ones. We didn't get the ones we really would have liked to have had, considering that you won the race. But you know, that's one of those things about racing sometimes drives you crazy is that guy gets all the all the stuff and all the hoopla in the winter circle, and ten minutes later, oops, right, he's out. Right. Yeah. I had I had a bunch of people there that were excited for me anyway, so I still had a good time up there. That's cool. Yeah. So. You know, all the, yeah, you got to be right there, Jack. All the fans are gone. Every nobody knows. It's the last time I ran oh, that race. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we know, and we're giving the accolades, and now Absolutely. people are going to know. Absolutely. You guarantee people are listening tonight. And your picture's on the front page of Carnac Real Racing USA there. Yeah. So anyway, you got that. If that means anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I appreciate that. So what do you got going on from here, Keith? Where, where are you where are you racing next? Um, I've been actually running Auburndale pretty much every other weekend with the trucks. Um, I'm leading the points there with the trucks, and uh, I think I'm four in a row there. Um, I've won seven out of nine that they've had. Um, so I'm trying to run for points there, and kind of running for points a little bit in the fast car deal. But I'm I've missed two already, and I'm probably gonna miss one more. But I'm gonna try to finish out the rest of the year with them. Um, so you're running for points at a couple tracks? Well, I, I, I'm in the points in fast car. I, I was, before the other night, I was eight in points, but I'd missed one or two shows. Um, but I'm running for points at Auburndale. Um, I've actually went to Punta Gorda one time this year. Um, did, I was leading the race. I led the first 30 laps and kind of got knocked out of the way there. It didn't work out too, too well for me, but I'm planning on going back down there some. and I, Wherever there's a truck race, I'm going to go. Well, all that's right. good, man. You're spreading yourself around, and it uh, sounds like you're doing good, obviously, at uh, all the places. Right. Yeah, I'm having fun. That's what it's all about, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight, and uh, I hope you get your uh, next victory uh, right up front, you know, right in front of the fans where you can uh, get the whole hoopla and everything that you deserve when you win. I appreciate you guys calling me. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank have you very much. Have a great evening. Um, well, there you have it. Okay. <laughs> Got one more uh Another we're going to play a little, little clip right here while we uh, we track down uh, the general manager at New Smyrna Speedway, Terry Roberts. Mr. Terry Roberts. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah, we'll see what, how this goes. There's a little little interlude here. Get your button straight. 
get ready for another quality interview. All right, we're here at the uh, conclusion of the, the nice races at the last night of Lakeland, USA International Speedway, and we'd be remiss if we didn't didn't get some thoughts from Wayne Anderson, who's had uh, made a lot of memories for a lot of fans and uh, for himself, I'm sure. What what are your thoughts about tonight here? Well, it's a it's a great loss to late model racing. Period. It's a shame, and uh, but it's um, it, I guess it's just. It's just the times. You know, there's tracks that come and tracks that go. And I raced here. As a matter of fact, I think I won Lakeland's last race when it was the little track. So, you know, I've won a bunch of races here as, as for it being a big track. So, I, I don't know. I've seen the, I've seen the, the highs and lows of this. And, and um, you know, I'm disappointed, but we just got to move on. Yeah. When you look back at the races you've had here, is there any that things that, that really stand out in your mind? What stands out as some of the big moments here? Well, I can tell you one thing that stood out in my mind was um, I had lost my Craftsman truck ride, and I, went, I took on the Janney King All-Pro ride with Frankie Grill. And we were coming down here, and Frankie had had, you know, he didn't have a great season the year before, and Janney King was going to leave. And they said they would let us come to the one race, the opener, which was an All-Pro opener right here at Lakeland, and it depended on how we did if they stayed on. And Frankie hired me over the over the winter right after Speed Weeks, and we came down here and won the first race, and that's what landed me another two championships in All Pro, and a bunch of wins that we had together. But we started off right here at Lakeland, and we kept the Janney King sponsorship by winning their first race here. Wayne Anderson, Lakeland, Florida. Yeah, you know, uh, Wayne Anderson on his way to one of those Pro Cup victories um, finished every lap of every race one of those seasons. Yeah, the All Pro Series, he did absolutely. That's- Phenomenal. Absolutely. Every lap of every race that they had in the season, he won the championship. Uh, that was well talked about by the NASCAR guys, and uh, surprised he didn't end up. Uh, he did. Didn't he get a? Did he try to qualify for a NASCAR race? He did. Which he one? did three or four of them, or four or five. He made one or two, I believe. I Absolutely. Get him on here one day and ask him. We're always asking about everything else. It's nice yeah. to talk about these guys, because a lot of these guys that we talk to. Uh, uh, when we do these interviews with, we don't go back to talk to him about it, but they have NASCAR yeah. ties, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we actually interviewed him uh, on some other shows that we used to do about that, and he he actually he struggled at that, but he finally made it. He stuck to it, and that was uh, that was pretty amazing. But yeah, we uh, had NASCAR champion David Rogers on tonight, and now you have That's the, the general manager over at New Summer Speed with Terry Roberts. Uh, Terry. Uh, Welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. First thing right off the bat, Terry, give us what your sum up for us this Lakeland experience here, this closing deal. Well, you know, I think it's a, it's certainly a sad day for racing, but, you know, Lakeland is, is the size of that track. Is, it's really a special events track. You can't run, in my opinion, run weekly shows there unless you run them on the back straightaway and use the old track. Um, and... Um, you know, I think it's a great facility, and uh, they had some great racing there. And uh, I remember the first race I ever went to there was a, um, was a Florida Pro race, and uh, Jimmy Cope won, won it. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's a sad day. When any racetrack closes, it's a sad day. Yeah. So uh, what's going on? What what else is happening? Well, you know, we're racing in uh, uh, New Learning, Orlando, and... Uh, Trying to put shows on. We've had a, we had a great sprint car show Saturday night. Uh, a lot of sprint cars, a great fan count. And, um, 
Things are going good. All right. What do you got coming up? Let's see. This uh, this week we have a 50 lap uh, mini stock race, and uh, on the 16th we have a Bright House Challenge race and it's Bright House Employee Night. And on the 23rd, we have Fan Appreciation Night. The 22nd is Fan Appreciation Night at Orlando and 23rd at New Smyrna. $5 uh, admission ticket. Well, Terry, you know, one of the things that we've been doing here in the last few weeks is we've been talking to a lot of promoters and, um, you know, not just here in Florida, but we actually did a show last week where we uh, we spent a, a, some, some good quality time with uh, Gray Garrison from up at Bowman Gray stadium in north carolina trying to just get some feedback from promoters around and, and people who run the racetracks and you know how we're dealing with uh, you know the effects of the economy and 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 you know and and, and just giving fans an up 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 uh you know like a heads up on what 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 are things like what's really going on you know because of course when rumors are always flying and they get more rampant anytime uh, any kind of thing like this goes on like we have with the economy so, well, give us your. I can only speak for New Smyrna, and our, you know, our our gates have been good. You have to understand, New Smyrna today. We're in a we're in a tourist area. Uh, a lot of a lot of vacationers coming to our area uh, for the stay vacation, stay at home vacations, and we're getting uh we're getting a lot of them out here, and a lot of them are coming out in the races on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, so we, you know, we know that's part of our market, and uh, we certainly uh, certainly go out to, to get it. Are you guys going to uh, probably entertain a little bit more uh, um, racers, maybe, with the closing of uh, Lakeland, or do your racers pretty much already race over at Lakeland and at your track? They pretty much do the same. They're pretty much, uh, you know, if they're run Lakeland, they run New Smyrna. You know, that's uh, and you know, you have the ones that run the different tracks. They go to La- Lakeland's Lakeland. I, you know, they go there because it's Lakeland. It's a three-quarter mile. You know, it's as I heard it referred to, the Daytona short tracks. Right. They go there to race the Lakeland, and that's that's the you know a big thing, and I don't blame them. I mean, let me, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate David Rogers on on a great victory for him on Saturday night. Yes, uh, he would appreciate that, I'm sure, coming from you. Yeah, I don't know for a fact because I didn't even think about it until just a little bit ago. But I mean, obviously, he's one of the guys that have been around longer. He was probably. Probably the oldest driver on the in the field, I think, and maybe a, not a NASCAR champion. Yeah, but uh, well, chair- David's a, you know, David's a, David is is not only a good driver; he's, he's a good business person. He understands the sport. He understands what's going on, and and, uh, and David's a good friend of mine. And you know, I he and I have long conversations about racing and about how things are you know are affected by the economy affects or other things affect us. So, David understands the sport real well. Terry, speaking of back back to the, the economy and its effect on racing, has the I mean the improvements, the physical improvements uh, alone that have been going on at New Smyrna over the last four or five years, have those things had have, have they been obviously beneficial? I mean, is it something that is, has that been a help in this economy today? Having had done those things. Well, absolutely, and I think you got to go back to to uh, 2001. <coughs> excuse me, when uh, Robert put the new grandstands. <coughs> excuse me, put the new grandstands in uh, for the Governor's Cup, and that really kind of set the stage and, and gave us momentum. And we really never let loose of that momentum. 
and we, you know, we moved out, and we, we've done some things. You know, we have that new message board out front. We have a, uh, with Bright House, one of our partners, we have a weekly television show. Uh, and probably one of the things to me that, that stands out the most are the new bathrooms that we got uh, this year. And that was just real important. Yeah, and that Bright House deal, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Now, I remember, you remember when you guys first announced that, we interviewed um, one of the, the main honchos with that whole deal in their marketing department or public relations or whatever. And one of the things that still sticks out in my mind about talking to him was he pointed out that that region, that market there, has, you know, one of the largest, uh, uh, that Central Florida market has one of the largest um, demographically perfect for race fans of any uh, one of the bright house markets in the country. In other words, it's a hotbed for motorsports fans, and that's well, it, it is. And it, it according to Central Florida has a twenty five percent higher viewership of NASCAR races on a Sunday afternoon than any other market uh, in the country. With that said, you know NASCAR has created tremendous amount of fans that have never ever been to a racetrack and one of the, the things with the, the television show was to create in fact how do we get to those people who sit on the couch and are, are race fans Sunday afternoon but have never came out and, and really experienced the touch and the feel and the smell of what it's like to be at a racetrack how do we how do we touch that market you've got Scott Lombard here who's you know obviously he, he works does uh media work in, in racing and he also manages a walmart he's over here about ready to fall off his chair listening to you say this stuff but uh it's it. go ahead scott uh, you know and, and the lights coming on over the top of my head going why isn't everybody else thinking the same way well it occurred to me jerry that when i was the reason i was i brought this up was that here's this market there that lots of other t- racetracks could actually take advantage of that by uh getting more advertising and whatnot on Bright House Networks, correct? Well, sure. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and one thing about our the show now that uh, is interesting is Bright House, uh, where they have other cable markets, uh, the Birmingham, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, uh, into uh, South uh, South Alabama, into uh, the Indianapolis area, up into Michigan, Bakersfield, California. This show now has been picked up by those affiliates in those areas, and they show that that show is shown there also. Yeah, we could we could show our show right here. It would be like a reality television. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you laugh about the television show, but it took a lot. It, it took working uh, with Bright House. We worked on a, some smaller things, and it took us. Uh, several years to get to the point that we would, would have the television show. We talked about it and talked about it and and uh, so it came about and, and, you know, the local programming they want and on demand and, and I think, Al, you're going to um, uh, later this year, you're going to see some major announcements come out of Bright House about some things with, with the show and some other things that will uh, uh, have a great effect on, on, uh, on the racing community. You know, Bright House is a great partner. They, you know, in here, and they cover Central Florida. You know, the television show that that we have is available to like 1.7 million households weekly. Yeah, we're wow. st- we're stuck with Comcast down here. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, you were uh, interviewed uh, uh, 
by our reporter uh, on the west coast of Florida for a, a newspaper, and you had some comments that somewhat you you alluded to just earlier about uh, you know you're in a, a touristy area, but you made the point in that interview that you uh, New Smyrna Speedway is is kind of held its own in this stagnant economy in terms of bringing the fans in. Can you speak to that? Well, I think we have. You know, our our, our counts have been uh, uh, have been good. They've been. If you look at our numbers from last year to this year, they've been steady. Uh, on some of the races, they've been larger. Some of them, they've just been steady. Car count. The car counts have been steady every week. Uh, we're somewhere around seventy cars a week. Uh, that's down from last year, but we're staying steady at that number. So I can't. You know, I think that's good. Um, we'd like it to be better, absolutely. But I, I think right now, with the way things are, that number's that number is it's, is constant. And we're seeing we're not necessarily seeing the same racers every week. Uh, we might see them every other week, you know, because of the, of, of the the economics of it. But we are, you know, we're we're able to maintain that level. So if the stocks are being bought and sold, but they're maintaining a constant level, you're okay with it? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, did you have some some other uh, some other things that you wanted to talk about, Terry? Well, uh, what do you want to ask me, Jack? Well, let's talk about your future. Uh, my future. Um, I'm pretty excited about my future. On the um, uh, the 16th of, of this month, that will be uh, my last uh, and Liz's last day at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, <clears throat> we have been. Um, given the opportunity to go to Lanier National Speedway up in uh, Gainesville, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And uh, that's just like going home. You know, that's where we're from and families up there. Wow. Lanier, that's that's great. Wow. Larry. Well, Lanier is, to me, is, you know, is, is a, such a dynamic market there. It's uh, uh, Lanier is a NASCAR track, and that is their number one market in the country, and that is the Atlanta area and there's, um, you know, there's just a there's a great challenge here, and and we're we're excited about that. You know, we we've had a great great time here. I can't uh, thank uh, Robert and Jane Hart enough. Uh, for the opportunities they've given us here. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. And so you, who, who's, who's gonna who's gonna uh, Precede you. You got some fill the shoes. You got some attempt attempt to fill the shoes. What's who's gonna who's gonna do that, Terry? Well, I you know I don't know that, that you know Robert and I had uh, a meeting this morning and that's uh, uh, we talked to, you know about about us leaving and you know I think it's kind of early to see what Robert's going to do but uh, I know whoever he selects will go in there and do a great job. <laughs> and, um, we. He'll need two. Well, he's gonna. I'll tell you what. One thing is for sure. Um, I mean, we all have our strengths, and 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 we all have our areas where, of course, we we other people are maybe better at it. One thing that obviously you have absolutely no. I don't think anybody can argue. You've done one hell of a job there in the field of marketing and 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 really doing some real basic hardcore marketing to bring that track uh, around. And that's. I don't think. And I think. You know, knowing just a little bit that I do about Lanier, I think, uh, what a match. Well, you know, I haven't, you know, as I tell everybody, I haven't done anything as a team here. We have really worked together uh, to make this happen, and, and that's what it takes. You know, one person can't do it. Everybody has to pull together and work together. You know, they do, you know, Liz and, and Rusty and everybody they, and Kim, they all go out and do their job, 
that allows me to do my job. And so, you know, it's in Butch and Barbara, I don't leave anybody out, but it's just a great team effort. How long have you been there? Since, like, 99 or something? I've been here. We've been here eight years. Yeah, eight years since 2000. Then um, I found an interview that I did with you a uh, <laughs> long time ago, man, when I was mad at Don about something. And I remember I came there with my old website. I- I'm going to give that to you, Jack. I found it on a small Oh, tape, good, man. good, good, good. Way back then, but uh seems like way back then now, don't it? <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. And, you know, you, you mentioned Don, and Don was the one that was instrumental in bringing me to New Smyrna. Right. Well. So, you know, that, and, and I thank him for that. Yeah. That's cool. What other things have wow. you thanked him for? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, uh, oh, that's cool. And you're from Georgia now, right? We're from Georgia. Um I, you know, I, I say it this way: I was I was uh, born in Florida, but by the grace of God, I've uh, I've turned into a Georgia boy. Um, lived there quite, you know, probably a large portion of my life. I've, I've lived in Georgia. I went to school there. Um, um, of course, everybody knows Liz is from Georgia, and uh, it's like you know, it's home there. My brothers up there, sons up there, our grandchildren, daughters, ever, you know. So it's we're going home. Yeah, he ran. He ran. And what was the racetrack you were running before you came here? Uh, the, the, um, in Georgia, it was, uh, at that time it was known as Cordell Motorsports. Cordale Motorsports. That's right. It was a Florida pro stop. Remember for some reason, oh, yeah. Bert had Cordell. to go to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, Terry, this is, uh, that's pretty big news. I mean, I know it's, it's obviously a big deal for for you and Liz and, uh, and all that, but it, it's, you know, on a personal level and, and with your, your business end of it but this is a huge deal for uh uh for florida because uh, like they were kind of joking about it, i mean there is uh it is a big job over there there's no doubt and it's a bigger job now than it was 10 years ago that's for yeah. sure that's for sure well yeah, i think you know, it's, it's it it's you know it's it's new smyrna is it's it's new you know people say well what about it? it's new smyrna and that's that's probably all you need to say in the racing world yes uh you know, and and now the uh, since Robert had the track repaved, and and the Cup teams are coming testing. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stories and press that 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 come out of that with um, you know with the Tony Stewarts and the uh, uh, Clint Warriors and and all that come down you know coming down to test. Uh, Joy Logano was down a couple of weeks ago, so you know there's great press about that. There's great history at that racetrack. I mean, you know, it, it's you take the history between that track and and you go over to Pensacola, which I really don't consider in Florida. That's kind of in Lower Alabama, but you know there's just so much history in New Smyrna, and and people a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, there's at least uh, two or three real good books there. That's for sure. You know, yeah. And you look at you look at it at who's they, you know you look at whose names are on the trophies, and you go to look at who raced in those races whose names not on the trophy, and you can really get a feel of what that track is and what it means to people. And we're going to get into that here. Uh, uh, we haven't set the date yet or the time, which which date it's going to be, but I talked to Robert Hart, um, the owner of Fast Car, and, of course, New Smyrna Speedway in Orlando Speed World, and um, he is going to be uh, on a special uh, Inside Florida racing show here um, uh, coming up, and uh, it's one of those that we're going to announce it a couple of weeks early because I'm sure there will be a whole lot of people who uh, – have an interest in that 
Well, it should be a great show. You know, Robert is, uh, there's a lot of history there, and Robert, uh, you know, Robert knows it, and uh, he's lived it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, any any uh, closing thoughts here, Terry, before we get out of here tonight? Well, I, I just want to thank uh, thank you, Jack, and, and everybody uh, uh, here, the fans, the drivers that uh, that we've um, worked with, we've come to know, and um, you know, and, and we just um, we love you all, and we're going to miss you. All right. Well, just remember, there's this other little Karnak website that a lot of people don't know too much about called Georgia Stock Car Racing. Yeah, have a feeling we'll be talking. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Take it easy, Terry. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there you have it. Big news, breaking news, as always, on Inside Florida Racing. Terry Roberts is leaving as of the 16th. He's leaving New Smyrna Speedway. And How big is that? I, I'd be lying if I said I was excited for him. I really am. I, I, it's, yes. it's sad. It no, really it's, it's, that's a big uh, spoke in the forks of, uh, you know, uh, I mean, take, a fork take in a the spokes. At, right. Take a look at the history of that track. And he was he was a big part. Yeah, over the last 10 over years. Over the last 10 years. Of eight eight years, years. Of, of, you it's know, been transformed in, in the last 10 years. Big transformation in the last, you know, 10 years. And, when, for that and he's right, though. That, that uh, the, the grandstands was the first big physical thing that changed the place and i gotta tell you you know cc this yeah. track was really the first time i was ever there um as a matter of fact we won't get into it but that was <laughs> there was a, a little bit of an altercation at the track that's a whole other story but the first time i was there but it um you know it was a little rough it was a rough facility you know rough around the edges would be a, a nice way of putting big it big place hot everybody was always yeah. in a bad mood and tires was always a big problem. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is this Saturday, somebody asked me, have I been to New Smyrna yet? And I said, no. And they said, you have to go. Yeah. Oh, you so been I absolutely really they have you to really plan a road trip and go over. Just before uh, uh, the whole thing with the 9-11, when, of course, everything changed, but um, uh, Robert Hart had redone the grandstands, put the aluminum, big aluminum things, changed the whole look of, of the place, really, that alone. And, and then... That happened, and of course the governor came uh, a month after 9/11 for the governor's cup. First time the governor had actually been to the race in forever. Uh, Jeb Jeb Bush, Bush. Yeah, and, and Jeb. Uh, you know we stood on the grandstand there, and that what a what a just I can't even tell you what that was like. That was just off the charts. And uh, um, since then it's just been a steady transformation, gradually re- rebuilding that place and making it something that it wasn't before. You know, and it's too bad we're learning about this, you know, I mean, so close to where he is leaving because, I mean, with everything we've got going on down here, it's it's going to be impossible for me to make it up and, and uh, be able to shake his hand and, and thank him personally for his oh, you'll efforts see him. there. But. Yeah, you'll see him. But I'll tell you, you know, the best, if you never go to any other time of the year to New Smyrna, go to the Governor's Cup, the Florida Governor's Cup. It's a very, very special event and. uh I'll tell you, I had, I have to, I have to say, I enjoyed the World Series of Asphalt. Then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, what, what a great absolutely. show! Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just, I mean, everybody was just, uh, as he said, his staff there was was incredible. Uh, you know, you just got to thank them. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take a break, man. Let's take a break, and then we'll return to Inside Florida Racing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Back with more exciting shows.
Time has come. You know, I wanted to tell you guys something. Uh, something I saw on TV today. You know how you always watch those things where the stunt's gone bad or things gone yeah. bad or whatever? I was watching today. World's worst wrecks. Yeah, and they had one that says, well, it came on. It said it was out of Tampa, Florida, and I looked. There's no track of Tampa. But I watched, and lo and behold, it was the Leroy Porter wreck where his car caught on fire. Are you listening to me, Jack? Isn't it the one we've been ta- we were talking about recently? We, we had talked about the Leroy Porter wreck before. That that video is amazing, and I, that was the actual video me. that was on there. And what what they really they missed they where they missed the ball there on that is that they should have done an interview with Leroy because Leroy would be glad to do an interview with him today after that and explain exactly what happened in that. But I had never seen it on national television before that actual wreck on national television. So um, you know. Always think about Leroy out there. You know, when I see cars race, you know, when I see somebody that's maybe being reckless or maybe uh, not not safe, fire people there or whatever, you know. And uh, to watch that whole thing and to see how long he was in that fire, to watch him roll out of that fire, man, it makes me think, you know, never can you spend too much money on safety in your vehicle. Exactly. Absolutely. Especially from a fire. And that's the kind of fire where people uh, – don't understand sort of like the one that happened at lakeland you know in that particular case the story i've heard is that leroy's car owner had told him to start the car up or maybe leroy started the car up i'm not sure what the deal was there but you could see it in there as soon as you start up boom and and a fire like none other you know Mm -hmm. it happened so quick and and it was just it it was have you ever seen the video no oh devastation for a good if, you're, like if you've ever been in the minutes. car or driven in the car or worked on a car before, it, it gives you a whole new perspective on, on driving. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your out, need for getting out quick. To me, it looked like he had to wait until the windshield actually burned out of the car and come and flop forward on the burning hood and off and rolled right really? off to the front. And I believe back then they had open-faced helmets. So, uh, you know, Leroy... Uh, Leroy's been a great uh, mark for the race, for, for late model racing. You know, uh, he was a great late model racer, and he's helped many a young guy, you know, over the years uh, be a, become a better racer. You got somebody on the phone? Let's go dirt racing, man. It's time to go dirt racing. Yeah. Get we have, dirty. Yeah, we have Tanya from uh, over at the Volusia Speedway Park. on What's happening, Tanya? Have you recuperated from your big race that you had? Which big one? We've had some fun stuff going on the last few weeks. Well, the so. big one that took two days to run, actually. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> the United Cars. Yeah. Took a week to recover. <laughs> was it as exciting as we had talked about it was going to be? It was absolutely. It was wonderful. I mean, a uh, big thank you to all the cars that came out. We had 61 late models. So we had a, a huge showing, and the racing was phenomenal, and... We just hope to do it again next year and make it bigger and better and, and be a little more organized on the front end of things. So so what's going on in your world? Well, uh, the biggest reason, and then I thought my buddy Mike was going to be coming in on this deal too here, and maybe he will shortly, but our big news for this week is uh, teaming up with Ocala Speedway and bringing to the world the Central Florida Sprint Car Challenge. Uh, that will happen September 5th and September 6th. They will race September 5th over at Ocala. Come over and see us on Saturday night the 6th. And two big sprint car shows with the limited 360s, um, cars that they see at East Bay and 
um, Lake City and with the various series throughout Florida. And, and we're just doing it as a big invitational event, inviting these cars to come out. And we've got um, a pretty good program set up for them, plus a $500 bonus to the highest points accumulator for the two days. So, wow. Is that yeah. wing sprint cars? They're wings. Hmm. They're wings. Yes. So this will be cool. over the weekend then, September 5th over and 6th? Over the weekend. They'll race at Ocala Friday night, and then they'll come see us at Volusia Saturday night. We're working on a deal now where you can bring your Ocala ticket and get a deal at Volusia on Saturday so you can take in both shows and and uh, make a little deal out of that. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, this will be the first time that Mike and I have coordinated and worked together on a weekend, and... Uh, Depending on the outcome of this, which I anticipate will all be good, I foresee the two of us working together for a few more of these types of events coming up in 2009. So. Oh, now that's great. That's what we like to hear. Go ahead, Scott. You have no idea. I'm over here. I'm, I'm banging the desk. I'm getting these guys' attention. Uh, you know, how, how many times have we interviewed people and you hear them say, tracks need to work together? And, and you hear it time Why in would they work together? Out. It makes too much sense. Tanya, well, thank you. If we can work together in a way that makes sense, we hope that it is successful for both of us, and that's the key, you know. And and I think you're going to see more of that across the board. There's been some some meetings with, you know, the other Florida tracks as well, East Bay and, and Lake City, and we've had some great conversations on how we can improve our cooperation with each other and hopefully help everybody be successful. Uh, that is just, that is music to my ears. I thank you so much for that. That's now, beautiful. Uh, you know, I'm going to work really hard on Jack here and see if I can't get him to throw some money together for the winner and for the guy that might win both of them. There you go. At least maybe an extra five or ten bucks or something, Jack. Now, Tanya, Tanya, we have a listener question um, that's really aimed at you and Mike and... Um, the listener is wondering if you're going to be able to develop a once-a-month sprint car show at the tracks and if maybe um, there's going to be some limited sprint rules in place for the state of Florida. I would love to be the one to pioneer that. Unfortunately, I'm not ready to do that just yet. <laughs> That's a great answer. I, I, I know that it needs to be done. I know that they are looking for organization and cohesiveness and i know they are looking for tracks to race that and that's part of where mike and i went down the road with this invitational event but as far as making the commitment it's really difficult for me i have six divisions that race at my track already and as it is we're rotating those out and only running five per week and in the interest of not turning a one-day show into a two-day event you know we're trying to keep within reasonable time limits and things like that and and so it is challenging um and there'll be some things happening with volusia speedway that are going to challenge my schedule a little bit more for next summer but um it's not to say we don't want the sprint cars racing because we know the fans love them and we know there are sprint cars out there that are looking for homes and i'm just not at this point ready to commit volusia speedway to that unfortunately now, unless this is a huge deal and it works out really, really nice for everybody, then mm-hmm. they may. So, you know, just well, and and that's it. You know, let's see how this one works out. Let's see where we're at with it. Um, there, there is some things. I know there's a couple different sets of rules. When Mike and I were um, 
talking about this and exploring this and, and weighing all the options and studying it. There's a couple different sets of rules floating around out there for this particular group of sprint cars and and I know they're looking for some leadership and some and some, you know, organization and I would love for Volusia to be that, but we are not at a point where we can do that right now, unfortunately. Well, all right. There's the answer for the listener. And uh, Thank you so much for answering that. You know, I'm basically, uh, I kind of in agreement. You know, you got to see how things work out before you go stick your neck out and then change all the scheduling around. And take some yeah. baby steps. Think about down the road. And just run what you brung. <laughs> I'd love to do one of those one night, but <laughs> well, well, if they got different rule books, just make them run to their rule book, you know, well, and uh, and that's essentially what's happening. Uh, the Invitational is, you know, run it the way you run it at your home track or with your series or whatever. We have a couple little guidelines that we'll follow relative to tires and weights for the the differences in the cars, and and basically. Um, at the risk of opening it up wide open, our tech is going to be very simple, you know, and and keep it with what you what you have built for where you race. Bring it. There are, like I said, some weight guidelines for the different types of cars that we'll be adhering to, and we'll be looking for um, a couple things relative to the tires. So, sounds good. Sounds exciting. I hope it works out for both you guys uh, to be a good thing. I, I hope so, too. We're, we're very excited about it, and we know everyone's really hungry for the sprint cars at both of our tracks, and, and we're hoping this can bring the kind of event that they can look forward to down the line that we can expand on and grow with. That sounds great. Uh, any uh, Anybody sticking out at your racetrack that you want to talk about? Any drivers that have been winning every week? Yeah, yeah or we're taking in consideration for July Driver of the Month. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we have so many great drivers, and then it turned around this week, and we saw some new winners in Victory Lane, which was really good. You know, it was really fun to see. And uh, um, I know a couple of our drivers you already have on your list, so I... Um, <laughs> well, that's just great. Have you yeah. guys been uh, posting uh, your uh, finishing? Somebody been sending us a story about the finishing at your racetrack every week? I've been trying to get it to you every time. So, And if nothing else, it's always up on our website so okay. or, or available off of SpeedNet. So trying to get those to you on a regular basis and keep you updated as much as we can. Well, it's not to us. Up. It's to everyone else because, you know, there is a lot of people that actually read that stuff. So anytime you can get it posted up a finish or something at your racetrack, that's always good because uh, then they can take it there. A story would really be nice if somebody could write a story around your place. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought Shelly had been sending them to you, but let me check her list and see who she's getting everybody sent out to and make sure that you are on it. All right. Well, we really appreciate it and you taking the time to tell us what's happening at Volusia um, no. Speedway. Yeah. And you have to come out this weekend because we're going to have wrestling and racing this weekend. And what's that? I am combining two shows into one big event. We will have, uh, there's a group called the Florida Wrestling Association that's actually going to be setting up a wrestling ring. And we are going to have the likes of Wildman Brody and Rick the Reaper and some of these guys doing uh, wrestling. We'll be having wrestling at 5.30 and we'll go right into our racing at 7.30. So two big shows, one ticket. Did you open that up to the fans? Definitely a family night there at your track. You should oh, I mean, it's, it's something for everybody, you yeah. know, and, and we're just real curious to see how this all works out. But um, Yes, uh, I was a wrestling wrestling owner one time. Rock oh, Vegas. Really? Rock Vegas was my name. 
I mean, I've done everything. I'm a jack of all scary. trades and a master of none. That's scary. That's You're that's right. Scary it is scary. It's Rob Elting, you are one sick man. Rock Vegas. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it sounds like you're going to have fun wrestling, and I think you should get the fans involved, have some fan participation in that wrestling gig. Yeah, we've had lots of suggestions. We've had, uh, you know, suggestions that certain drivers should be put in that ring together. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there may be fans who wish to volunteer. We're going to try to keep it a managed program. <laughs> so was all this your idea? Uh, pretty much. I This one I did not steal from somebody else. I can take pretty much responsibility for it. No, I don't think you stole this one from anybody. This will be a fresh one. <laughs> I, I was approached by the wrestling group, and they were interested in doing something, and we talked a little bit about it, and I thought, you know what, why can't this work? It's, it's uh, you know... I want to say, and, and i got to be careful how I say this, but it's kind of a redneck dream night, you know? You get your wrestling and your dirt racing all in one big fix. No, you said it. You you said it, Tanya. Anything you wrong with saying that, Tanya? I think you what? probably coming I, from a redneck you, DJ you over didn't there. Say anything <laughs> wrong? People not to offend, but you know, I'm, you're not offended. It's a dream night out for some people, yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's a real family night yeah, out. It's politically correct Absolutely, on this show. You know, it's and they're going to be. I mean, the the show that they're planning with the wrestling is going to be really fun and really exciting and really good. Hey, Tanya. Right into our racing. Are they going to do an autograph session for the kids that are going to be that will be there? You know, that's a really good idea because that would be a huge thing, and the the, the kids will go nuts. That might actually and, and, draw and Rock actually Vegas there. and actually some of the big kids will go nuts over it too. Sure, no, so, absolutely, uh, and it's a great thing for me to discuss with these guys, and they they will be happy to accommodate. They really are working hard to make this work for us. So. Um, that's a terrific idea, and that'll be a great thing for me to get out on the news here, real quick. Yeah, Tanya, I don't we'll know. Have a great weekend with that. I, I don't know if we asked you this before when you were on this show before, but um, we're going to do it again, even if we did. Um, what is your, you know, I know that you've only been doing the GM deal this year there at, at Volusia. What is your background in in terms of marketing and promotion? And what all he's that? trying to say is, what's a nice girl like you doing in a job like that? Well, I have to blame my parents, number one, for dragging us to drag strips and circle tracks when we were kids. And, uh, you know, we, we grew up at a dirt track. Dad had the car, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm not going to date myself a whole lot here, but um, uh, I will say it was back when modifieds were the coupe-style cars. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that was after disco, right? No, that was pre-disco. <laughs> yeah, after disco. <laughs> I tried to help you out here now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for helping. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, and then, uh, uh, you know, grew up, of course, always enjoyed the racing, remained a solid fan, watched the World of Outlaws. They were very popular in South Dakota, uh, track at Sioux Falls there, where I lived for many years, and, of course, Doug Wolfgang and popular local boy who traveled with the outlaws and stuff and then um i was actually living in colorado when the boundless motorsports dirt motorsports organization all came to be and lo and behold i was reading the newspaper one day and there happened to be an ad for um needing some help with some sales and marketing for boundless motorsports and i'm very curious who are these people what are they what what is it about and go to their website and lo and behold they're the new owners of the world of outlaws and i thought well that's very interesting, and 
I uh, fired off a resume, called my mom, said, Mom, I'm going to work for the World of Outlaws. And she said, you're going to do what? <laughs> Is that like a motorcycle gang? Yeah. <laughs> well, she was familiar with them as well. I mean, she kind of knew that. That was she good, Jack. figure out how on earth I was getting hooked up with them. And, um, and then it was just, and then it's just kind of been... You knew the difference at the time between the motorcycle gang and the racers, right? What? <laughs> I, I missed the question. I said you knew the difference at the time between the motorcycle gang and the I racers, right? I absolutely knew the difference. I, I, I actually did a speech in a communications class on how to watch a sprint car race. Wow. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. You might have too much qualification to even be <laughs> on this. She's, a, she's <laughs> overly qualified. <laughs> She might have her own show. Right? Well, that answered my question. I was, you know, I'm always curious about the backgrounds of, of people that are running racetracks, and uh, because you know, when you look at, at how things goes, I, I just have this theory that people have a little more background in promotion and advertising in the long long term. I think have a better chance of success. That's just my personal well, thing. The biggest thing right now is to be creative. Uh, I know a few weeks ago I had. Um, some reporters from the news journal calling me and asking, you know, how the economy was affecting attendance and car count and, and this sort of thing. And I said, you know, I'm probably the wrong one to talk to. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, my car counts are solid and fairly constant. I said, I'd love to have a few more cars, but they, they're not, you know, I'm not seeing any major drop-offs. And, and in actuality, you know, through the course of some hard work and some promotions and some and doing some things through the course of the season, our attendance has been increasing. And I just find it really hard to believe that when a new movie comes out and grosses $150 plus million over a weekend, that With a dead man in it. You can't tell me that people aren't spending money on their entertainment. We just have to make it so that they're spending that money with us. Absolutely. I mean, all, absolutely. I went to, I went to uh, the Tampa... What is it? The aquarium up there with my daughter uh, last week. What a waste! And, of time. and 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 the place was packed, and it's twenty bucks to get in the door, it's and the place was cool. packed. Not even that cool. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the place well, was, was packed. Conversation I had today, and and God will probably strike me for this one too. But I guess the news came out that a one day ticket at Magic Kingdom is now seventy five dollars or something crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I said seventy five dollars, and I don't think Magic Kingdom's all that necessarily. You Watch know? out! Well, Mickey yeah, Mouse but you see, after you now, Mickey you. and Donald, Mickey Watch out for little people, Mickey and those guys. <laughs> healthcare costs are going up for them too. They got to raise the prices, and they're getting older. You know, I mean, come on. I think here's another thing. You know, a lot of times these people question about the economy today, and everybody takes the economy question with like what's been going on in the last couple months man the economy when you talk about the economy listen it wasn't that long ago that gas was only two dollars a gallon exactly and we've accepted where it's at today as being you know so crazy so i think places like your track and other tracks and all the tracks have gotten used to being able to operate in such a pile of heat that we've been in for so long so um, maybe things are turning around. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it couldn't have got much worse than it's been. Um, you know, not many more people can lose their homes. I think everybody's lost them already that was going to lose them. So. I think the homes that are going to be lost have been lost. They're, the, the job fallout scares me for some because I think we're still seeing some of that. And uh, and you're in a county that probably is still high. I don't know. Volusia, yeah, Volusia County's probably doing all right. How bad are they in unemployment? 
Uh, it depends on who you talk to and where. You know, there, we've seen different operations lay off people. Um, if you talk to the tourism folks, they, they say things are down. So, um, I mean, you'd it, never know it in Orlando when you go there. No, no. All I the mean, restaurants I, are packed. I mean, yeah. Well, and I was out for lunch the other day with someone and look around the restaurant. This was lunch on a Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, and I said, okay, people are still buying lunch. Yeah. Well, so, we have to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Even, even know, bums got to eat. They're not brown bagging the sandwiches yet. They're still, you know, going out to Chili's or Applebee's or whatever. So um, I just, yes, things are tough for a lot of people, and but I think people are adapting, and I think there's still opportunities for people, even if they have lost their jobs. I think they're finding opportunities elsewhere, and and it, it will turn around. It's it's sad that I felt good about 373 at the gas pump the other day, but... That's the craziest um, thing, man. Crazy. I know. People feeling, oh, I'm so glad it's 375, you know. <laughs> usually it's, it's somebody that's like 65, 70 years old that I've heard say it, and I'm thinking, I wonder if they ever Tanya, thought in their life. Tanya, this is Jack again. Mark your calendar Thursday night. Is it Thursday night? No, it's Wednesday night. Mark your calendar Wednesday night right here on Real Racing USA. Joe Linebarrier, uh, Joe Dirt, and uh, Billy the Kid do uh, Dirt World. Billy the Kid, yes, they do. Dirt World, yeah. Yes, they do. We're going to have fun with that. Yeah, on that day, Jack wakes yeah, up before great. noon. Those guys are great. <laughs> so, you know, they did a good job at their previous gig, and and uh, I think they're real excited about this opportunity, Jack. So I think you're going to see some great things come of it. Well, they better not mess it up. Oh. Well, Tanya, <laughs> thanks so much for being able Rob, to take out time it, with us tonight. And being on Inside Florida Racing, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful. Thank you a lot, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Well, we're going to be heading to a break here in just a moment, but before we go, I just want to... uh, I smell cats. I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Casey and Kurt Mays and everyone over at Fancy Work Embroidery. Why do I think of cats when I think of that, that, that? I look at that that thing and it always makes me think of cats makes you think of cats yeah that's what i knew that's what you were going to do you were going to the commercial on for for the fancy work embroidery.com yeah, stepped all over they, it. um they you know they make our staff shirts they've made me a really nice inside florida racing jacket and they are working on a very special thing for me for kicks countries a, uh, a limited edition project project that might we're i add do. that they do everything for sunshine state racing and our apparel uh, apparel line which well they get around shows. don't they they take a uh, they, they take are, care they, of a lot of uh, racing shows drivers businesses <laughs> all Bowen around falling asleep. DeSoto and charlotte county oh, and uh, no, they're they're great them. folks they are great Bonehead. folks to work with and if you need something done you know Silk screening, embroidery work, promotional items. Please get a hold of them. Fancy, that's fancy with an I, fancyworkembroidery.com. We have a link right on the InsideFloridaRacing.com website. They are doing a bikini. They have you? They have bikinis for, for, for and, te- and the tikinis. For, for Sunshine State Racing. Oh. They Why do you need a bikini, man? He's going to wear it. Let me ask you a question. They, I, I, they've I, already I asked me this. if I would wear one. Okay. Yeah, okay. I... I I gotta say this though, yeah, you know what? In any industry, <laughs> sex, sex sells, Not right? Bikini, the bikini. Yeah. Bonehead, sex sells. Any market doesn't matter what it is, right? Any, pro- yes. Let me let me ask you this, you know, inside the magazine, it's not a bad thing to have a couple ladies standing over. Yeah, I mean, a bonehead late model, super late model. 
even boneheaded between a couple ladies wearing the Sunshine State Racer yeah. bikinis. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. but I'd rather have my kid hold it up. Oh, okay. All right. Got me. You're talking to but a they, dad. They have You're a, talking to a dad with a nine-month-old. They're, they're, they're not putting, out, chicks a, they're putting out a, a couple of different, you know, <laughs> no, tell you swimsuits what, and camo and everything. And um, Yes, it's a great idea. It, 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 I'll tell you, they do. The they few, have some very classy The, the classy past things. Rob, the past bonehead would have said, <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Let's see if I could catch him in that. I guess I couldn't. Okay. We're going to break now? Turn your microphone on. I want Rob to listen to this again because... We know that he's got to go in the studio tomorrow. He's got work to do. Um, he's going to have to. Uh, oh, I don't want to hear it. Man, it, I, I just he, hope he doesn't. The 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County County Motorsport Park, the battle on the blacktop. Now, the producer over here, Cece Brooks, she uh, said he did a good job. No, the, the difference is is that I will straighten mine the, out tomorrow. The Don't you worry. The sound effects really nice. Really Don't nice you worry about it. They'll straighten it out tomorrow <laughs> because I won't be losing any breath because me and Cece know how to do it. I could do it a sentence at a time if I want to. I think he's because she's blood, real good. I think he's going to need blood blood pressure medication. Honestly. All right, uh, oh, I'll tell my you what. Goodness. I'm going to have to deal with him at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. The the phone lines worked, and uh, we have uh, Mike Peters, the uh, owner of Ocala Speedway, on the line with us. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> there you go, Rob. I hope he's not doing that to Tanya that was just on, because she's expecting, <laughs> you know, this thing to work out between oh, you guys. Hey, are y'all done talking about asphalt racing? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, hang on just one second. Third action, baby. You just missed it. You just missed it. We just talked to Tanya, the, the other side of this uh, uh, big uh, shindig that you guys have got going on the dirt, running uh, one night at your place and then over at her place. I know. I'm just poking at you. We played taps an hour ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're covering Lakeland Speedway in dirt. Oh, hang on to your hats on that one. <laughs> Only thing is, they're not leaving anything there. It's going to be crash. dirt. <laughs> Mike, hey, Mike, before we, uh, before we get into that with you, I do want to ask you, um, what are your thoughts right initially about uh, – uh, Mr. Roberts uh, leaving uh, New Smyrna. Do you have any? Uh, I don't know. I haven't had time to digest that one, actually. Um, That's right. Breaking news. There was, news. Quite, there was uh, wondering if that was the official announcement you guys had had been speaking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terry was on, and Terry was on, and he explained uh, the deal. And uh, it's the sixteenth yeah, of. I, I heard him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been a great asset to them over there, to uh, Mr. Hard and to Fast Car and. Um, you know, how do you replace somebody like that? Yeah, that's they're going to have to figure it out pretty quick. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteenth. Well, All right. He won't call, him, he won't call me because I'll tell him where to find the dump trucks to haul the clay in. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a big, right. that'd be a big dirt track. All right, let's Bigger go brown. <laughs> Bigger than Volusia. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this uh, deal that you've got. Um, 
I think it sounds like a great deal. I hope it uh, turns out really good, and you guys lots of sprint cars that show up, and uh, that way you guys can do it again. They're they're coming, guys. There's lots of hype. There's lots of buzz out there in the in the racing community. September fifth and September sixth. It's what everybody in the states want. They want some dirt sprint car racing. They want to see tracks working together. They're getting it, baby. In a couple September fifth, September sixth. Oh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Two days to go. With first Volusia Speedway the next this night, guy. discount on your tickets. Thousand. <laughs> he missed his calling. Five hundred dollar bonus going to the high points man from both races. <laughs> what what happens if the guy wins both races? What does he get? Twenty five hundred. Nice. Wow. Who's okay. who's putting that up? Splitting that. <laughs> Dallas Speedway and Volusia Speedway. Well, that's, a, I think that's a great deal, man. Uh, what, what kind of car counts are you guys expecting? We're going to have full fields. Full fields. Possibly be mixed. Cool. Hey, Mike, I got a question for you. Just out of curiosity, uh, you know what I mean? You talk about everybody saying that track, uh, you know, track owners and, and promoters need to get together. Who initiated this? Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it was 50 50. That is a beautiful thing. They were both in the same aisle in Publix, man. <laughs> That's right. Fighting over the same jar of jelly. Uh, I, th- I yeah, think it, it only over makes the sense. Jelly, yeah. I think it's a great idea for the uh, for the sprints to uh, promote something for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of guys out there that got the cars, and you guys are close enough together that I think uh, it should turn out to be a good deal for both of you. Well, it's kind of an experiment, you know. Uh, we're going to see how it works out. We're going to see. Uh, what the car count and uh, you know the excitement level for the fans looks like, and uh, you know there's a certain amount of risk involved with it, but that's part of the game. We're going to put on a good show for the fans, um, and maybe it's something that we can expand on down the road and in the future. Uh, I mentioned to Tanya a week or so ago that uh, I've actually got some material at the office. I've been looking at some of the sprint car series is up in Tennessee, Virginia, um, up in that region of the country. There, there's a really big series up there. The one thing that they all have in common is they all run 305 motors. Right. Everybody's running 305s up there. Affordable. Seems to really be working for them up there. I mean, these guys, uh, I guess, uh, the nicer end motors got, got $10,000 in them. Hmm. So, you know, you, you constantly got to be looking for other or alternate plans or arrangements for the mm-hmm. drivers to, to keep making the sport affordable for them. You know, we need to keep the drivers racing. Hey, Mike, how have things been going at your track? Um, did you get rained out this weekend? <laughs> oh, man, we got rained out. You know, here's the kicker. Um, it wasn't raining on race night, per se. I mean, it sprinkled probably till about 6 o'clock. Yeah. The problem I had was the six hours of the rain I got on Thursday from noon until about 6.30 at night. Mm-hmm. Um, my, myself and the crew showed up Friday morning to start prepping the track and grooming it for Friday night. And, you know, this time of year, every morning in the summertime, it's nice and sunny out until the afternoon hours. Well, Friday morning, it was pouring down at 7 a.m., and it stayed that way till 10.30. So the track was basically underwater. Makes you think why you don't maybe uh, race during the day sometimes. Put a roof over it? Yeah. How about Friday mornings? No. Yeah, it has been tough, man. You've had summertime you've, just you've had uh, a, a real battle with the rain this year. Yeah, we've had quite a few of them. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, if you're asphalt and it rains in the middle of the program, you spend an hour to two hours drying the track off. On dirt, you go back to racing a lot quicker. 
But on the other side, if it rains the entire day before the race, on asphalt you're still going to race, but on dirt you may not. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, the rains that you've been getting up there at your place, uh, those are huge rains, man. Those rains we had at the end of last week were crazy. You know, and it's, it's it rains every day this time of year, but what we've been getting is not typical. I mean, uh, it's not the 30-minute thunderstorm that passes by. It's been coming in, coming in, sitting on top of us, and just raining for hours upon hours. Yeah, putting five or six inches down is uh, every day for a couple of days. That was kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are working out, you know, for you. You still seem to be happy of your decision of putting the dirt down, and uh, I hear well, nothing. All, all about the show, man. Ocala's the three-hour show. You show up at 8, you go home at 11. You see most racing you're going to see in three hours anywhere in the state. That's how we do it at Ocala Speedway. Big and exciting things coming for the second half of the season and for next year. You know, we didn't focus as much on the other show pieces that go along in the racing business, mainly the racing end of it because it was our first year on dirt. We wanted to make sure we provided a good product just out on the track to get things going. We left, we left the last half of the season schedule open in case we need to make any adjustments or add some things. So we've got some exciting stuff coming up. The end of September, we got a nice modified race for the modified drivers. Halloween night, we're hosting our own dirt late model race, 3,000 to win. Their late models aren't racing anywhere else in the state that night, and it's going to be a lids-off race. Lids-off spooktacular. Absolutely. About time. Topless. Topless Halloween night at Ocala Speedway. You need to work on your promo for that. (laughs) November, we're going to follow up with the American Spring Car Series passing through. And I got the contracts on the desk right now for some great and exciting Speed Week opportunities, which have never been there available for us before on asphalt. Um, specifically speaking of the American Sprint Car or the uh, All Star Series of Champions, They're, they want to book some dates at Ocala right now. So we're looking at all our options that are on the table for us. So, Mike, this is Larry King. Uh, how important is the dirt? <laughs> Rob is like off the wall tonight. Hey, Mike. Now we, we're at the point uh, once again Host where we need to we need to start thinking about uh, driver of the month. So we're thinking July driver of the month. And I was coming. You go. I was. So I was wondering if uh, you have any stands out standouts at your track. You turn his mic off. Uh, standouts at your track that you'd like to nominate. Oh man, that's tough. You really get these guys in trouble, you know, yes, with that question. No, that's it's it's part question. of the fun of my you know, my gig here. Different winners. I mean, you can't tell me who's who's going to win any given race, any given night at Ocala Speedway. I mean, I've got I got a list of twenty, thirty drivers that I just like to see get into the winner circle, and they consistently running in the top five, the top ten, and they're right there. And you think it's going to happen that night, and something happens. The track condition changes. It's more dry this week than it is wet, or blackened over. It's you know, it's tacky. It's Man, that's a tough one to answer. I mean, I could go 10, 15 deep in every division I've got and give you drivers for that. They're uh, they're all doing a phenomenal job. They they show up every week and slug it out. And you know, sometimes they start the race out in the in the front, and halfway through the race they start pedaling backwards. And then some of them do the opposite. They start out of the rear, and halfway through the race they're in the front. It's a beautiful thing about dirt, guys. So I guess the dirt's important. <laughs> that's important. 
Oh my my my. Oh, well, Mike, I appreciate you. You wore them out, Mike. You wore these guys out already. I, I man. appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on and cut a nice promo for us about what's happening around Ocala Speedway. Hey, hey, Mike. We're going to talk to a dirt driver. Nice. Next, next, we're going to talk to a dirt race car driver. Okay. Nice. Dirt. Talk to you. Talk to you later, Hope Mike. Going to tune in. Take Bye. it easy, Mike. All right. Having the time of his life on dirt. Everybody's got to do their thing, but I'll tell you, he's doing his thing, and that's cool. He's having fun, and was that's what's Was he talking in the third person at some time during that? Third? I, I think that was. Was he talking in third person? Did you I, I feel that I thought he was way? maybe one time. Did he talk to himself, tell him to, he told himself to do something? Right no, there? no, just, just, you're off in your own little world. I um, want to appreciate it. Thank you, Larry, for, uh. Oh, uh, my goodness. Hey, we, we really, wow. guys, you know, we need to start thinking about, once nah, again, about, nah. you know, driver of the month. I'm not thinking about it, Cece. I'm going to tell you why. It is up to these drivers out here to show themselves. Self-promotion. If you can't promote yourself, why would we promote you? Um, but. There is some standouts at the uh, places that we go to, um, yes. that we've been to this month. I see that the little yellow number 09 car has won again in yes, the Outlaw Street stocks. Yes, he did. And um, I think with that win, with this weekend's win, that should put him in, I think, first place in points in the Suncoast Outlaw Street stocks. If not, he's real close. Cause he's, well, as of July 19th, he was in second. So I think with this win, it, I'm guessing it's getting him for, for every single week that vernon hart does not show up to the track he's yeah that much closer well we're um, going to have an announcement next week i guess of who the winner is going to be actually yeah are we doing that so so donnie ollie jr is the, the number 09 and um also another person that is really standing out there and a lot of people keep coming up to me about him is Derek Corton, and they're saying because of his devotion and love to the track and um and how he's helping organize races and events and the the figure eight races and the switch off races and the has new he won a race has yes. He winning? Yes, yes, yes yes he's yes. won he yes. has won um he has won uh the figure eights hard charge tell us who's the hot out there let out me, there let me, let me in tell charlotte you something. And, and well not even going to charlotte county let's take a step back for a second saturday if there's somebody i've got to give out some credit to is colangelo Right. This young man, okay, got sent to the back pretty early. Right. Okay, he's, he's running that 05 Remax car like the thing was on fire. You're talking about at Lakeland on Saturday. On Lakeland on Saturday. Now, Jack, you know, I, I know you got to watch some of this race, but he just, I mean, I don't know what lit underneath that car, but he found his way all the way back up to second, got a double hard charger award. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, in my opinion, well-deserving because that man drove his heart out. And, uh, you know, I mean, to watch him get around, I, I right around, I'd say, uh, later into maybe lap 80, 85, I, I watched him, uh, you know, I mean, fly around David Wilson. And, you know, I mean, I had my little crew of guys there, that, you know, I mean, between Robert, you know, I mean, my editor, and you know, I just looked over and I said, this, this kid's on fire. This kid's going up there. And it did not take him long to get in second place. And I, I definitely got to say, well, Saturday, Saturday was August. Yeah, Saturday was uh, August. Well, I, so I we're realize talking about that. August. We're talking about August, guys. We gotta we gotta get the we gotta get the name right, for July. And I Derek Derek would be a good choice. I, I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to support that one. Okay. I mean he, he win, can be in the he, running. He, here, here's a good one. A four cylinder guy. Me. A four cylinder guy in a four cylinder car. Going against yeah, I mean the eight cylinders of, of the Road Warriors. 
okay, and the and crate the motors and, and everything else that are going out there. He he goes out, and he he takes them out on a, a how many laps was it? The figure you're talking yeah, about when the he figure the figure eight. Fifteen or twenty. The figure eight race. I think and, it was a, um, it was a twenty or twenty five. Kid yeah. goes out, and and just I mean it t- he he wins with the four cylinder. Yeah, I mean can he get around the track a little easier? Yes. But I mean you still have some great yards. We talked about this last hey, week. One well, of them well, is going to get mad at him and it'll be the end of the four cylinder. Hey, but one of your one of your guys <laughs> who actually won uh, the uh, the the driver of the month. Jeff Firestone. He did beat. Now he beat he beat Jeff Firestein, yes. I want to know at what other racetracks that guys are running well. Um, that's the point. Not only at Charlotte County Motorsports Park are we talking. We're talking about all the other racetracks. Columbia Motorsports Park, wherever. If, if Citrus County Florida, Speedway, right? DeSoto Super Speedway. If you have DeSoto somebody up there, Super let Speedway. us know. Even if you're a fan, not the actual person, and you know that this person won X amount of times in July or done something great in July. Let us know. That's the way we Time's do these closing things. In. Time is closing in. Yeah, we had TikTok, a TikTok. 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 The month is gone. We we had a um, Dusty Cone, a dirt late model driver, scheduled to be on tonight. We're having a hard time getting a hold of him, but uh, we'll continue to do that for a few more minutes. But you, somebody asked me earlier today. The deal is the, the dirt late models, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, that are going to Charlotte on the 16th, Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Right now. There's confirmed 20 absolutely solid, so it's starting to really look. People, I mean, how many, you talk to promoters all the time. Earlier on, you know, they'll tell you they got 20. You can pretty much, well, I mean, tack 10 onto it. Um, Don't count the chickens before they have. who you're talking to. No, but it's looking like it's, I I know who these guys are. I know the names of them, and uh, there's, uh, it's. Sean Smith will be there. Oh, yeah, it's it's starting to look up. Well, yeah, and I'm wondering if Sean Smith might like to do an interview and be on oh, he's the going? radio with me. It, oh, yeah. Because I'd, I'd like to have somebody on Kicks Country with me this Friday. Some of the this folks. And, and next week also. We, next we, Friday. We talked to Ken. No, this, we're going to start the interviews this yeah, Friday. Friday, yeah. We, oh, t- yeah. we talked to Ken oh, yeah. Kenny. We're doing a week's worth of interviews. And uh, some of the drivers that uh, are going to be on uh, mm-hmm. Kicks Country are uh, Johnny Allen. Okay. Roger Krause. Oh, Roger. Okay. Um, uh, Billy Costello, okay. Marshall Austin, Sean Smith, and uh, and they might even show up here. And Adam Biedenbaugh, who's been on fire. I mean, that guy's been running just a tear. So there's there's some pretty, and list. these guys are all really list. really uh, and do on the we ball know, guys. And do we know who's going to be with us at Hooters? Uh, some names were talked to me, but you know, like, uh, or is that going to be a big surprise? With I, I'd like to. Surprise, he was here when I, he was here when I was talking to Ken today, just mm-hmm. prior to the show, and he could attest that it was a conversation that was like lightning bolts going back and forth. Who knows what was said? Okay, he told was, me, but I can't remember go, who. It go was. read Jack's handwriting. You'll see how fast he was writing his. Yeah, name. scribble, scribble. So um, now in a, in next week, Billy Martino, and we're going to go uh, have a, 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 a an in depth discussion about uh, the history of Lakeland. And uh, the, the things leading up to its uh, closing, and uh, one of the things that Billy did tell me um, today, which I he, he was very proud of the fact that he felt really good that he was able to get out of this with, from his perspective, with his head held high because they're not he's not leaving. He says this thing could have degenerated into where you know he didn't have to leave with with bills being unpaid or bad things in the neighborhood you know that sort of thing without going into details and 
he's leaving with 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 everything in place and everything right for him, and he feels good about that because he didn't want to leave, you know, under any other kind of circumstances. Because, like, you know, well, they, well, however you look at this thing, um, Billy Martino has done what he can do, and he's done a lot of good stuff for racing at Lakeland, and, you know, you have to look at that too. And uh, I don't think we should necessarily uh, throw too many stones that way. I'm curious what his future holds. We'll find out next, next Monday night. That would beach. be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah some beach and, again, somewhere. down the road here, coming up in uh, beach, maybe martinis. a month, a month. Uh, or six weeks, we're going to have, a, an, again, an extended interview with Robert Hart, the owner of Fast Car in New Smyrna. And uh, uh, that's, uh, believe me, but trust me, that will be, uh, that's wor- be great. We'll show. be talking to the winner of the Charlotte County Motorsports Park 100-lap super late model race that's happening this weekend. Even if that winner happens to be me and I interview myself. I'll come up. I'll interview you. <laughs> I'll interview them. Guys are all excited about the dirt race. I'm here. We talked this weekend. We have a race. Let's burn them up. I get forgotten about. Just, hey, there, there's so much stuff flying around, you know. And Don, we talked to Don just before the, uh, the we went on the air. He did say that they had not decided where the Triple Crown would be. It may either be at Lake City, which is good. they're going to have to That's decide so that real right. soon because it's coming thought. up, or it's going to be at the Florida Governor's Cup in November. One of the two. So. Jack and Rob, remember when um, we had uh, we talked to Aaron Williamson and uh, Jason Stifle, the sportsman drivers. We had them on the show. Well, they were at Charlotte County Motorsports Park this weekend, and they raced. And just uh, want to let you know that uh, Aaron finished fourth and Jason finished eighth. They had a field of fourteen in the sportsman. It was a nice turnout. Did they hang out? Did they run back uh, north? Uh, I believe they hung out. No, they did hang out. I passed yeah. by them on my way back from Lakeland. Yeah. Yeah. Sure that they did. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, yeah, this weekend I'm excited. Hope you, you guys, know, and, I hope you guys and, have a big crowd turnout there at Hooters. Hey, you know what? You got Scott Walters coming back. Uh, you'll have Wayne Anderson there. Uh, he's already confirmed. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to have Patrick Williams there to deal you'll with because he's going to be getting already, ready for the dirt race. You already know he's going to be there. I've, I found that out. So Patrick Williams will be there. I'll um, be ready. That's why I'm glad they're having practice Friday night. All I can do is get my brake prom straight. If I can have no problems during the race, I'll be a contender. That's yep. the thing, not having any problems. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, uh, Carol had asked Tim Russell to come on down, and he said if he could get his car ready, he would think about doing it. He's not going to bring his no, car he won't. down. But, yeah. you know, it was, it was nice of him to entertain Carol. He ain't going to go run around out front, I'll guarantee you, if he does. Not on that track, you I'm, I'm calling you out, Tim. Bring it down. <laughs> bring it down. You know, hey, we, we did that with Jeff Schofield. We did that with Scope. Schofield did a great job when he came down here, man. We, we did that with him. We told him exactly what Bobby said to him. I wouldn't even compare the driving styles of those two. <laughs> Little Timmy Russell. Hey, Scope was, was hey having guys. a great night at, at Lakeland. How did he do I think hey, Rob, Blue there's somebody here that's got a bone to pick with you, and we have him on the line. Oh, Go is- ahead, um, Mr. J. Give it, give it, give it to Bonehead. Tell him what time of day it is. What time is it, Bonehead? What is wrong with you? You know you don't know anything about running on dirt. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Let alone trying to make a dirt car go around on an asphalt. Well, I, I, wait, wait. i got to take exception to no, that. No, there are a couple not... times on the infield you came down on off of the asphalt <laughs> oh, no. the grass. Oh, no. I'm not getting to run on the dirt. I haven't got a dirt car. I'm it's... running my car this weekend, uh, the 100-lap race. The uh, I haven't found a car to run for the 50-lapper. I would love to take one of them dirt cars around the asphalt. Hey, uh, Jason. This is Jason Beckner from uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the announcer deluxe. What's up, Grayson man? Jason Jason. 
Oh, not much. Just well, why are you calling us if there's not much up then? Just to, just to well, pick something with Bone? The thing is, is I don't think enough people are talking about this whole big race going on August 16th. With the- uh, I think you're right. I don't think you've been listening. <laughs> That's hey, all they've been talking hey, about. Hey, didn't you hear his... Uh, you got to do it again. Come no, on, no, show... you got to no, do your promo again. No, you guys are going to wait for the production oh, model. Oh, man. Here, here they Forget it. Back nerd Scott, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad, bud. Hey, hey good. Jason. You, you would have had to have been up here, man, just to watch how face, how red his face turned when he was trying you to. You want me to let thing. you read it? Oh no, I, don't I was let me let you read it over it. there. I'd have a hard. Your time. eyes will pop out. Did he have a script? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had he a script. A, he was reading off a script, I Jason. I will. Yeah, hey, now, 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 Bonehead, Jason can uh, verify that Saturday night I got on the mic down there at CCMP and, and cut a promo, and and I announced that you know you were looking for a ride for that, that you were hoping to get a ride. I wish. <laughs> yes, we did. We I did guarantee you, I could drive one of them cars around there. I wish Bubba Love Sponge would let me drive his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think you will fit in that one with yes. the padding. I will. Now, I have you know I've lost about 17 pounds, Mr. Jason. Well, see, I haven't seen you in a few uh, months. See, I, because I was getting a little bit, I was getting so big that my steering wheel was rubbing on me when I was racing. So. <laughs> and when your steering wheel's rubbing, that ain't racing. <laughs> Hey, guys, I can see it now. Bonehead, first lap of the race, driving it deep down into turn one and making that left-hand turn and turning the wheel, and then him reaching down, happened to do his belt all back up because his belly got in the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than that. So, uh, no, I can't I'm... talk. I can't talk. I got a big belly out there, too. I, I squeezed into one of them go-karts out there on Thursday night practice. Before. I will attest oh, to that. I was and, there that uh, night. Did you have to yeah. tighten the suspenders up to get in there? Yeah, they were, They had to shoehorn me in there. They went over and got some of the butter from the buttered popcorn just to get me into the cart. Let, let me help you guys fit, to finish this scenario, okay? The cart's usually maybe about an inch off the ground. By the time Jason was done, it was about a quarter of an inch off the ground. Oh, hey, Jason. Yes, ma'am. Thanks so much, hon, for uh, coming, calling in and being on the show tonight. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, we are up against the clock, and we're getting that big light flashed at us. Jason, listen. Don't listen to her. Listen. Pump me up on Saturday night, would you? That's all I ask. Get around here. Pump me up a little bit. Rob, I will take care of you, my friend, but uh, you know what? You can't miss that 27. I love seeing the 27 on the track. That's the number I used to run. Is that Derek Horton's number? Derek Horton's number also. I love anybody that runs the 27, my friend. Jason, we're uh, broadcasting live Full Throttle Friday from Hooters. you got to come up. Come join us at Hooters. We're going to have a good time. Actually, let me just go run through the whole spiel real quick, and I will let you guys go and let you get back to doing your thing this weekend, August 9th. It's going to be the Super Late Model 100. Plus the third leg of the six-pack series for the open-wheel modifies. They're going to be going at it for 50 laps along with the Road Warriors. The mini stocks have two feature events. One is going to be a makeup, and one is going to be the regular feature, along with the Pro Force, the Fab Force, and the Dwarf cars are coming back. But the biggest thing in racing in Florida coming up August 16th, the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series is coming to the 3 8 mile Jewel of the South of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Battle on the blacktop. Battle on the blacktop, along with the championship race number four for the Fast Trust Fast Kids. Thunder Trucks will be there. Road Warriors, 
and the Legends cars August 16th. Battle on the Blacktop. you got to tell all of your friends about it. Tell your neighbors. We'll see it. Dirt Tracker. It's going to be a lot of fun. No. We'll see you then, man. We'll see you then. Hey, come on out and join us at Hooters in Port Charlotte this Friday night starting. Yeah, come on down at 7 o'clock. Have a good time with us. We'll be there. Oh, we'll be there. Beer, Hooters girls. Hey, Tickets tell them free beer. We, 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 we did it tonight. We've been there, man. Oh, absolutely. We've been down the road. Free beer at Hooters on Friday you, night. If you didn't catch the entirety of this show, of course, it'll be available in about an hour in its entirety, and there's all kinds of good stuff on we it. We started at 638 tonight. Hey, guys, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Good night, Scott, everyone. Talk to you Appreciate you coming, Scott. Thank you. Bye. We're out of here. Same time next week. Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye and singing, This'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Now, for ten years, we've been on our own, and moss grows fat on a rolling stone, but that's not how it used to be. When the jester sang for the Fire is-
stage My hands were clenched in fists of rage No angel born in hell Could break that Satan's spell And as the flames climbed high into the night To light the sacrificial rite I saw And I asked her for some happy news But she just smiled and turned away I went down to the sacred store Where I'd heard the music years before But the man there said the music wouldn't play And in the streets the children screamed the lovers cried and the poets dreamed But not a word was spoken The church bells all were broken And the three men I admire most The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost They caught the last train for the coast The day the music died and they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And then good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing, this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I die they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry Them good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die 